This episode of Tundra Talk is brought to you by Frontier Outfitters. You've heard us mention them on the podcast before, and if you're in Fairbanks or you're going to be coming through Fairbanks for a fishing, hunting, or camping trip, it's a great place to stop and get what you need. It's a locally owned Fairbanks business that I've been shopping at since I came up here, and really it's the type of sporting goods store you would hope to find in a place like Fairbanks. They've got a ton of hunting, fishing, trapping, and camping supplies, including backpacking meals and stoves, clothing, real rain gear, good footwear, including mountain hunting boots like Loa, rubber boots like Extra Tufts and Lacrosse, and they also have a great selection of guns, ammo, shooting and hand-loading supplies, and even muzzle-loading stuff. Now, they also carry a wide variety of fishing and dip-nating equipment to tackle just about any fish Alaska has to offer. In Century Hardware downstairs, you'll be able to find a big selection of marine, snow machine, and ATV supplies like ramps, hitches, gun boots, um, good gas jugs, not the junk you find everywhere else, and all sorts of odds and ends for your boat or anything else you could need, and of course, whatever hardware you might find yourself in need of. In fact, it's one of those stores that you'll usually end up leaving with more than you planned on buying because they're really good at finding and stocking things that you just didn't realize you needed until you saw them. Frontier Outfitters is located in the Gavora Mall on 3rd and Old Steese in Fairbanks, as well as Century Hardware out in North Pole. It's a great store, so next time you're gearing up, get on down there and tell them you heard about it on Tundra Talk. That's how you do it. All right, welcome back to Tundra Talk, everybody. I'm Tyler Friel. Uh, I'm stoked tonight to sit down with uh, Dr. Frank Schultz. And for the first time on the podcast, Mr. Carl Nelson, who we were neighbors for a while, but I guess it's better late than never, huh? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> good to meet you, man. Good to, yeah. have, good to have you over. Glad um, to be here. We got, we got a pretty hefty lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, so right off the bat, I guess, you know, Carl, like, as we were mentioned to you earlier, you just tell us about yourself. (laughs) Describe yourself. Uh, You know, like, I mean, shit like where you came from or were you born here and, you know, what. How long you been here? How long you been here? What your interests are. (laughs) Obviously, hunting and fishing, (laughs) you wouldn't fucking be here. (laughs) Right on. Uh, Yeah, so I've been in Alaska now for 12 years. Came up in uh, February 08, um, right straight to Valdez, which that town is not great, you know. Tough place to live, but I spent a couple, two years down there shoveling roofs, you know, just being a derelict, you know, 18-year-old. And then I moved here to Fairbanks and just been here ever since, just hunting and fishing and Probably doing my thing. Probably a shitload of roof shoveling in Valdez, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. It's good money, but it is backbreaking work. Oh, like, yeah. it is unreal down there. That shit ain't like the powder we get around here. That shit's no. heavy, wet, damn snow yeah, they get ridiculous. down there. Yeah. <clears throat> Spent a little time on the fishing boat, and then, yeah, called it. I was just sick of that whole scenery. And it's tough being locked in at the end of the road there, in my opinion. So, got out of there as quick as I could, and, yeah, been up here in Fairbanks ever since, and trying to get out and hunt and fish as much as i possibly can and that's that's about it working when i have to where'd yeah, you man. where'd you move up here from i grew up in minnesota yep lakes country minnesota so rural. i can hear i can hear it now yeah yeah <laughs> a couple more beers and oofed might yeah. come out. <laughs> <laughs> well like my my wife was born and has lived up here the almost her whole life but was born in wisconsin okay and 
since being married to her, I've, I'm from Colorado originally. I've started to take on a Wisconsin, get a little Wisconsin-y yep. sometimes. <laughs> Slightly embarrassing, but... Mine's never too bad anymore until uh, I get around people from back home and then it comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those <laughs> really start dragging through there again. <laughs> yeah, oh, is what boy. it is, though. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, man. What do you, And you're saying you're... Uh, you guys are you work for a, a place building log homes right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, we do uh, full scribe log homes. So, and then building's pretty slow this year, so we've just been doing a lot of restoration work. Nice, L- a lot of hauling too. There's still a lot of log hauling we've been dealing with. So, nice. Get all that buttoned up, and then yeah, usually get laid off about November first, and have the winter to do whatever nice. with. Yeah. How long do you guys like season stuff before you you build with it, or do you? Oh yeah, we try and have everything set down for a year, like yeah. peeled and drying for a year. Yeah. We if we get short on logs, we'll we'll build with green if we have to, and yeah. then you just got to do a little tweak work with it as it moves and shakes and everything, and Is windows it, tighten up and doors. So, I did. I built a place once where we milled all the lumber ourselves, but it was all wet. Mm-hmm. And my thought process was, well, a building will shrink. Obviously, even new lumber buildings shrink. You know, stuff that's been kiln dried. And my thought process was, this is not log scrap. We, like, we milled 2x10s yeah. for the you know studs and whatever, you know 2x12s for the rafters and all that kind of stuff. Roughs on. Full blown, roughs on, yeah. all like a full 2 inches by 12 inches or 10 inches or whatever. And my thought process was, because we didn't have time to dry the wood, I was like, well, what's the difference? So long as I have a pile of wood and I can frame the place in like a week... It's all going to shrink the same, so long as all the wood's wet, and I'm not using like some dry and some wet. Yeah. So when you do something with logs and you're scribing, you're going to get the same kind of shrinkage on on logs, whether they're in the hole, like you know, with a log cabin, or they're milled down. Mm-hmm. Does it matter when you do something green like that, or like when you say that you got to tweak it afterwards? What? What what would you have to do to tweak something like that? So all your openings are going to change as it shrinks. Okay. You're going to blow out windows and doors and stuff if it's too tight. Uh-huh. So you got to have room for that to shrink down into your window sills. And so you count for extra space yep. for shrinkage when you... When it's green. Put, okay, right. And on. then they also run a lot of sap out when they're green. Yeah. So you got to deal with that inside the house. All right. But besides that, you know, it's pretty much the same. And that, mm. that full scribe, and that's not, you know, as opposed to, like, three-side logs where you have three flat sides and then the your traditional, like, log looks on the outside. That, are you guys kind of cutting, like, a semicircle scribed to fit the log below it so it sets right on top? Is it kind of like a chinkless or, like, a minimal chinking type of shit? Yep, exactly. So the only one who actually does it is the boss, and he is just a straight wizard with the chainsaw. And he'll look at a log, set it down make his mark and then he'll mill the bottom of it you know just how the next log is going to lay on it and we just stack them up just like that that's pretty impressive oh shit oh yeah he's just an absolute wizard with that chainsaw that's awesome how big of a bar do you use to do that kind of stuff Uh, i guess it depends on if we're building you know with a 24 inch log or you've got a big bar and so on and so forth but yeah 18 to 20 usually just and then you'll just fine tune it as he goes kind of chainsaws he use uh, right now he's running all Johnson Reds. Yeah, oh, that's nice. Doctor, the Doctor wins. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm down. That's I mean, it's a Husqvarna. They're made in the same. It's like the difference between 
loophole in Redfield. It's like yeah. there's a separator in the factory. <laughs> one yeah. side makes this, one side makes that. It's the same with Husqvarna and John Serrett are the same right. Same manufacturer. We try to run old stuff because now everything is uh, fuel injected instead yeah. of carbureted, and we've been blowing them up just mad, just left and huh. right. Really? Because like for peeling our logs, we don't use a draw, like a draw knife anymore. We just use one of those log wizards. Yeah. So it's just a bit on the end, and mm-hmm. it's good for about, uh, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 hours now, and they just just lock right tight really oh they're done huh yeah geez interesting and we're peeling a lot of logs so it don't take long to put that many hours on a saw i really i ran husqvarna for a long time and then i well i got lost lost in the river river (laughs) i had just bad bad luck with chainsaws when i got driven over with a dozer and some kind of like rob logging accident (laughs) and then I lost one in the river, and I was like, I really like this. It was a 357 XP. An awesome yeah. friggin' saw. Like, Way nice. Powerful. Like, good saw. They don't make, oh, they don't make those anymore. And he's the dude at Rods was like, if you liked that saw, John C. Red makes this saw. It's the exact same thing, but Husqvarna doesn't make that particular saw anymore. So I that's when I switched to John C. Red, and... I haven't managed to fuck that saw up or lose it or anything yet, so knock wood. Yeah, but right I like it. It's a happened, good I saw. A, I tied a wrist lanyard to my steel. <laughs> yeah, but no, I like that steel of mine, man. I mean, I don't cut. I definitely don't put the amount of hours that you guys do. But I mean, it's like the two sixty one Pro. Yeah, it's a good saw. Mm-hmm. Or MS two sixty one. You know, I mean, they're made to be rebuilt. I haven't had. I probably had to pop the air filter off and replace that or clean it out good. Yeah, you know, but I mean, the thing just freaking works. Yeah, we had a guy on post that used to do a bunch of our tree work when I was out there, and uh, every time his saw would blow up, he'd send it some backwoods dude out in like North Carolina, huh. and uh, he'd get a board and ported each time, and oh man, his saws just ran hot like they were screamers. And huh. that's what I would do if instead of rebuilding it, I'd send it in somewhere and just yeah. have them do that. Yeah. Huh. Once, once they're ported and everything, they are just Soup they're up super hot up. saws. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's definitely certain things. Like, I don't, I used to just be like, to go to the store and get a, get a cheap. Lot, a no, no, I never had one of those. I always bought like a nice saw, but I'd be like, when it's time to get a new chain, I'd be like, put the chain on. And like, now I'm like, even from factory, it's like tune the sharpen, file the rakers down. Like I want that thing to be spitting six inch fucking ribbons yep. when I'm cutting. I don't want to be like, and it's different. It changes the saw. It makes the saw very dangerous if you oh, don't yeah. know how to run a chainsaw. But you can also cut a lot faster. Like your time is like more proficiently used if you're cutting fast with a sharp saw, you know, and you, oh, rake, you get those rakers brought down. No, see, I see, I, I probably had to do that. I'm, I'm, I don't file down the rakers, but this summer I did finally find I bought a couple of like the yellow class chains that don't have like the kickback protection. They've got like the two. Um, how do you describe it? It's not like a traditional like. It's like a, a pro chain where it has like the kind of jagged tooth. On it, nah, Frank's like shit. What I don't know. Talking about? <laughs> Lost me. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. He knows yeah, what I'm talking like, about. That's it's important. got like two grooves in it. It's got two just grooves the in the tooth instead oh, of one. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. It's like and a serrated I mean, blade. All right. Almost, but yeah. there's no like anti kickback with it, so I mean, it, like it rips. But filing down the rakers, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, it, like you kind of got to get outside the safety. 
yeah. precautions when you want something to like really work well. Oh yeah, if you're gonna cut yourself, you want to cut yourself good. <laughs> yeah, if it's gonna snap, you want to see it throw twenty feet. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, man. So you said it was 2008. You moved up here. Yep. Yeah. Oh wait. So yeah, 12 years now already. Nice. Pretty wild. Yeah, it it goes quick, man. The sheep that I shot was born the year that you moved up here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, yeah, I'm definitely I'm, I'm finally to the point where, yeah, pretty much any sheep I shoot, I was already sheep hunting. Like, I can think back to the year it was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. First sheep I shot was born when I was nine years old. Damn, that children, is wild children. You were still wearing diapers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just wet in the bed every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, but you didn't deny it. <laughs> How old were you when he killed that first one? 18. 18, yeah. We were talking about that a little bit on our hunt. Like, just, I mean, definitely worked hard for it, but a lot of dumb luck, too, involved. I would definitely would have approached the situation slightly differently nowadays. But, you know, that's just it. You look back and you, like, make decisions that you've... Decisions that you made can't be reversed, and what if you could? Maybe you wouldn't have, maybe because of Dunlock or whatever yeah, the fuck you I did. I wouldn't have got him killed, maybe. Exactly. <clears throat> and then you don't go on a 14 sheep runner. Yeah. I've, th- <laughs> I've thought about that sometimes. It's like, if I hadn't got, you know, got one killed the first time. No, you, you would know. have gone back. Yeah, prob- I, I probably. Kind of, I've hung out with you enough to know that you wouldn't have taken <laughs> no for an answer the first time around. <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's kind of part of the, you know, one of the reasons I had have you over, Carl, is to, uh, you're another asshole that drew Delta. I am. This year. Well, it's uh, it's 11 years in the making, though. I've put in for it every year since I was a resident, so I had to put my time in to draw that thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, well, at least it finally, finally worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a long time in the making, but yeah, after it all came to fruition, man, it was it was great getting out there and doing the thing finally. Yeah, had, and you said you were telling us you'd been sheep hunting once before. Yeah, no, wasn't hunting, but along on the hunt. Yeah, gotcha. and that was it. So, pretty green to the whole sheep hunting aspect yeah. of Alaska right now. Well, yeah, and what what did you find yourself like getting really into when you came up here? Um, so the couple, my neighbor, I lived in a sweet old trailer house i mean it was it was awesome (laughs) and uh my neighbor (laughs) (laughs) i loved it (laughs) my neighbor two trailers down uh he was he's a big moose hunter and uh so uh, moose hunting was definitely like my first love up here when it came to hunting and he took me into his camp and showed me the ropes and everything and we killed some nice ones in there and that that really got me hooked and then started going from there and you know i've been applying for the sheep hunt but I haven't really ever had the the drive to just say, yeah, I'm going sheep hunting. You know, I'm just going to pick a spot out in the yeah. brooks and fly in. And now that this one hit, I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to try it and see how it goes. And now after this one, it's like I kind of see myself being out there probably every year. Get that hook set. Yeah. <laughs> whether, whether or not I kill anything, it's like, ah, it's just fun being in the mountains. You know, it's a whole, oh, yeah. di- whole different type of hunting oh, than yeah. anything else. Did you grow up hunting? Oh yeah, yeah. I shot a lot of whitetails and right on. a lot of geese and ducks. Drank a lot and, of bush light and shot a lot of whitetails. Yeah, <laughs> I've never been a bush light fan. It's more uh, Miller High Life for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another high class beer there. <laughs> no bush lattes. Um, 
So did you start hunting alone or by yourself, or was it family, like mom, dad, somebody, grandfather got you into it? Or uh, how The that... old man, he was pretty good into deer hunting, so yeah. he always yeah. take me. And then um, he didn't do much for, like, upland or waterfall, so I had a couple buddies in school that we'd go out together and kill all the geese and ducks we could put in the freezer. I mean, it's pretty wild down there in Minnesota some years, like the amount of waterfall that comes through. So Right on. It'd be nothing to shoot. 30 40 geese in a day you know holy shit yeah, just stacking them up and what about for ducks like anything um, or what kind of ducks were you hunting mostly puddle ducks down there yeah, yeah. teal and uh, mallards and stuff like that <clears throat> and then right like at the late season you know the after everything pushes through like up here and everything it hits down there and then we get the divers like real late like right before the ice freezes huh but yeah we shot a bunch of those and you know, pheasant hunting was hit or miss growing up, you know. It's like some years it was really good, other years it was absolute shit. So mm. got some of that in, and then we uh, have some friends out in Montana, so then we'd go out there and did a little elk hunting and stuff like that. So nice. experienced a little bit bigger country than Minnesota. You know, it's pretty sitting in a box stand and over a swamp, and, you know, that's all you do as far as it's all flat. And so going out to, like, Montana and stuff really expanded the horizon of what big country actually looks like. Yeah, yeah. And then you came up here, and which then, it's you know it's not like everywhere is just different. It's oh, it's like sure. a big time adaptation. It yeah. seems like like was it uh I can't even fucking remember it was last time or like you know when Zach was on last episode I was like yeah like how about that that oh I'll just walk over there in two hours type of thing when you move up here it's like yeah, totally that different ball game yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, everything is just a struggle to get to where you're going, especially when you're on foot. That yeah. seems to be the general consensus up here is it's just like you look at anything and you're just like, yeah, it's doable, but holy shit, it's going to kick my ass. Mm-hmm. It's never just like, oh, we'll just hike up this ridge line. It's like, first we've got to go down in this huge valley and thrash through alders and willow and then back up onto another ridge line through saddles and yeah, well, back down. You drop back down into trees a lot or into willow and alder and shit. And it's just like never, it just seems like it's never ending it's like a lot of the, the time. The only places you have like hard ground to walk on, it's just rock. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and you're freaking climbing straight up and straight down. Well, this year when we left for sheep hunting, like, we left the road and it was straight up the mountain. Like, there was no reprieve or let's start getting our legs warmed up or anything. It's, oh, here we go. Straight up this motherfucker. It's like out of that parking lot I told you to go to. It's like immediately like you're grabbing roots and shit. Like like, like, someone just kick you right in the dick right off the bat. I was like, where did this dude just send us? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, it's like two hours, two and a half hours. You're out of the trees, though. Yeah. Like, literally, like, holy shit, you can see a lot. You can already find sheep. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's nice once you clear the top. I mean, there's still, you know, some tussocks and whatnot to deal with. But yeah. It's nice once you get up there. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. It still sucks. Like, you're still there's 50 pounds on your back and you're hiking through and, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. And then, you know, I went from smoking a pack a day to not smoking while I was out there, and whew, those first two days were pretty brutal on the lungs. <laughs> <laughs> Just burning the carpet out. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, the hike out with 105 pounds was probably easier than the hike in, just because the lungs were finally cleared out. So. <laughs> Holy shit. You came right back and lit right up. Oh, as soon as I got to the car. <laughs> yeah. Cracked a beer and lit up a stoke. <laughs> Back to the lung darts. I think I smoked four between there and Delta. (laughs) (laughs) Just got after it. Uh, 
gonna make up for lost time. Oh yeah, it was just Holy good to be out, you know. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, that's it is what it is. Yeah. yeah how was it, how was it like? Have, well, I haven't been up that exact route. The the route I've been up was a little. More I decided to take Tyler in a shithole. We decided to hike right up the creek. We went right up that creek. So you went all the way from the bottom oh, the and around. Well, oh. no, well, we went right up the creek, like walking on rocks. Oh, you went up, right up that up oh. the creek where you can't see shit. Yeah, I didn't realize there's a trails on both sides of the creek, and that gets wicked steep there. Like, oh yeah, come up, in yeah. The, when you're yeah, way up in there, where it can, turns right yeah. into the canyon before that whole thing opens yeah. up and it splits into that huge basin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. That sounds way fun. That was bullshit. That was like <laughs> we got out of that cut the first night. And then went up, and we couldn't. It was like eleven o'clock at night, and we finally found a spot that was flat enough to put the tent up, literally on the side of the. And hill. I was, it was like, like a divot. I was so excited and wound up. I started fucking puking, <laughs> puking all over the fucking ground outside of the tent. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" I was like, "I think I'm a little excited over here." It's <laughs> like I couldn't even like think straight. Nothing. I was just puking all over the place. That couldn't was, stop. That was your tag that year, or Tyler. My tag. That yeah. Was your tag. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we made it as far as where that creek uh, splits, yeah. And there's like a big rock face right there, and we were looking out into those benches. So I think we were like three and a half miles in, and so what we made the first day, right on. And then made the next chunk the next. There's I, a ton of I caribou in slow. there too. Uh, oh yeah, we saw yeah, like yeah, yeah. Seventeen of them that first day. Yeah. And then these jokers came up and they hiked right past our camp, and then they just made the next little ridge into that next drainage and stopped for the evening. Well, these assholes the next morning get up and they come across that ridge right in front of our camp and start glassing everything in front of us. And after that, that's the same guys who ended up camping at the head of the creek down below. Mm-hmm. And after they did that to us the first morning, I'm like, all right, it's game on. Like, if you're going to come back and glass in yeah, front of somebody. Yeah, you cock me right now. In, in front you can of expect camp, it to happen to I yourself. I was like, yeah, it, yeah, it's on now, buddy. Yeah, I was like, this is some bullshit, dude. Like, stay on your side of the drainage at least. You see where we're at. Uh, well, at least... At least you had some inside info from the doctor. Yeah, no, that was extremely helpful. It, yeah. I'm, you know, it's as far as sheep hunting goes. It seems like for me to be able to sit down because it's like I'm not going to tell you where I sheep hunt. I don't give a fuck who you are, you know. But yeah. when you draw a delta tag, it's kind of like, well, if you know something that's been in there, even if I draw it again, I can go right back to the same place and shoot a nice ram, you know, yeah. guaranteed, no problem. I would think so, but. I wanted in there last year, and I just got snowed out. I couldn't do it because I had found that sheep. And for me to, like, tell you specifically where to go to, exactly how to get there, exactly what to do, and an exact sheep to find, and you fucking found it, I was just blown away when you're like, oh, yeah, we found the exact sheep that you wanted me to find. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's it's a little out of the normal sheep hunter's Bible to give that kind of instruction to someone. Like, here, go in here and kill this sheep. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. No, I appreciate every every little bit of it. It was extremely helpful. I love seeing people getting psyched up about sheep hunting because I know it happened to me. And, you know, it's cool to see other people that are just like, fuck, I love sheep hunting. It's awesome. You know, it's just so much fun. Also, the reality as of that As long as you spot. see them from a very long ways away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Not while you're sheep hunting. Right. No yeah. <clears throat> but all reality, though, like, all three of us could never draw that take again. You know, I mean, that's yeah. just the way it works. It is 100%. Yeah. Well, exactly. I still have yet to draw that one. That's true. Yeah. And I've drawn it twice. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Like, <laughs> right. 
Carrie, some Carrie, years. And twice, the girlfriend draws it. Yeah. Right. And Carrie draws it the same, you know. And it's like, Temple holy smokes. Yeah. And then Temple drew it. And it's, somebody's got to draw it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I went with the uh, all-in eggs in one basket this year when I drew it. I just threw them all in one. And you mu- I mean, yeah. I didn't. I was like, ah, screw spreading them all out and trying, you know, hoping I for... I do always. I put all my eggs in one basket yeah. for any any draw that I put in for. It's like this one or nothing. I don't give yeah. a shit. I'm not going to put one in six times for right. six different hunts. It's like, fuck that. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, so... So you made it up there? Yeah. Was it... Was it was the trip in there is did it live up to expectations what you were told yeah i mean he said it was going to be a task i mean the hike into the one spot wasn't bad but going down that slide i mean it was that's some scary shit like just knowing that if you take one wrong step and you fall and you're dead it's like oh this is pretty hair raising you know and going down i didn't take a whole bunch of it you know it's like it sucked but it wasn't awful like yeah it's like whatever but coming back out of it man it took us nine hours to get up it. Jeez. 2,000 feet, nine hours. Yeah. yeah. It was just hand over fist. And like, none of it, there's not an easy spot on it. No. Nowhere. <laughs> it's not an easy spot, and there's no way to approach that face that there's anything easy about it. You can literally reach out and hold the ground with your hands the entire way up. Yeah. And then you look like, oh, maybe we can shoot up this you know, finger and then cut over to that finger. It won't be bad. Then you get up there and you're like, there's no freaking way I can get across to that finger now. Like, cross yeah. that shale. Yeah. Like, that shale is the brutal. You just get in and you start sliding and, and losing yep, ground. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that was bad. Like, down in the drainage itself, like, that all felt pretty mellow. Like, as far as sheep hunting goes, I wasn't, like, worried at all. I mean, crossing the creek sucked. You know, when it's hitting you in the balls and you're freaking floating down river while you're trying to walk across like that's yeah. no fun so how do you approach that do you pants off crocs or what do you just wear your boots or how do you uh, i took the boots off and i had a different pair of socks with because my crocs are just like a little too big on my feet mm-hmm. so i wanted a thick pair of wool socks crocs and i just left my pants down like it was raining the whole day anyway so just crossed it like that got the other side put a fresh pair of socks on boots back on and then start grinding back in there right on your body temperature you dry clothes out pretty quick yeah. or you're just fuck it because it's raining you're wet or whatever you that's, know that's kind of how i felt I'm like hey, they're soaked anyways already from the half mile it took us to get here yeah. like what's it gonna matter and personally i'd rather have a little bit of material there between me and the creek like just mentally it helps my mindset a little bit like oh it's not that cold but it yeah. is yeah for me i'm like take everything off i want to be streamlining the sun <laughs> the water's just cutting off my slick white skin <laughs> yeah and then after that like it was a decent hike up the creek and then um on the glacier itself was so did you find sheep out of the saddle before you went down there how did you approach that so we found four that looked good two of them for sure were shooters so in the saddle Mm -hmm. and then um got on them figured out where they were bombed down the saddle and then when we got in there like they're from the saddle we could see on the left hand side of the drainage there was a tent there Mm -hmm. (laughs) somebody's already down in. somebody had come up uh the creek already from the long side. Oh, okay. Right And on. they were way at the left side of it, like where the mountains kind of get a little smaller even, like mm-hmm. as far as you could see. And we were seeing sheep right they above were them. way the fuck up in there, huh? Yeah. And we... Wow. We, 
we could see them, so we decided, all right, there's sheep right above them, so they're hunting that side of the drainage. So mm-hmm. it was like, we were seeing our sheep to the right. Like, Which would be the east side of that drainage. Yes. That's the east drainage and the east side of that. Yep. Okay, right on. And uh, so we're like, we're going to just keep pushing down towards that face where the creek splits, and then we'll push into one of those, because we saw right where your old lady shot the one, we saw one in there, saw one on that face, and then one up the drainage. And all three of those looked like they were probably shooters. You know, we just had to get a little better look, I felt. Yeah. Know? And um, so we pushed down there and then saw that tent get almost to where we want to be. And um, there's two guys just walking around, like, just la-la-da, like, hey, we're out here sheep hunting, you know, dirt to dirt. And it turns out it was the two They're dudes. They're friggin' nature walking. It was the two dudes that passed That's us. That's neat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was the two dudes that passed us on the way in and then glassed it in front of us the first night when we were hiking out it was oh, those same two like, dudes so these guys and then they go right to the head of the drainage put up their tent and it's like you guys are cock blocking the whole drainage both sides of it like what are we gonna do so yeah, I, nope yeah. called it yep. this is ours yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're out there hammering a flag in. yeah <laughs> this is my state land yeah yeah and uh so they put their tent up so we're like all right let's just put our tent up let's get you know just get our bearings here we know where the sheep are see if these guys actually just stay put for a little bit and, you know, we can make a move. And then when we put the tent up, then we were looking way up the glacier and there was four sheep up there that we hadn't seen. And it was the two three-quarter curls, the one I killed, and then that stupid yocker, just that massive booner. Is that a Minnesotan phrase, yocker? I don't like it. Yeah. It's a good one. I don't know. I've never heard it. (laughs) Yeah, he was just, just unreal, that one. Yeah, this is the one that I sent you in there. That's to kill. the one. Yeah, the hat, yeah. the the broomed he's off, broomed on one side. He's point at full curl and down at his ass yeah. on the back. He's side. probably like forty two inches. I would I, I, I would have to I would say. say yeah. yeah, I mean, just the mass he carries all the way through too mm. was unreal. Yeah. So we find those four sheep and we watch them all night. Put them to bed and um, I was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. Like we're gonna get up at four in the morning and just hike right past their tent. Like, when you sent me a ta- in reach thing, and you're like, I think I found the sheep that you sent me in here. After I was like, unfucking real. No <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. And he was uh, he was all of a mile up the glacier on that one side. And uh, so we got up at four a.m. across the creek, and um, you know it took us I don't know four hours to get in there. And uh, and the fog was the only th- reason that we killed that sheep because the fog would lift enough that we could find our bearings and see where they were. Then it would set down so they couldn't see us and we'd motor for a while. Yeah. Was this on opening day? No, this was we killed it Wednesday, so three days in. That's right, because I yep. remember like I was getting the play by play. Yeah. From Frank. Yep. And uh, yeah, because it took us. Well, we didn't. We couldn't see down into that drainage till Tuesday morning. Oh yeah. Because it was snowing and sleeting on us yeah. up in the saddle. And then, yeah, so the fog just helped us the whole day. Like, it just kept lifting, and we'd stop, and they'd pin us down. And they never really saw us, I don't think, because they were just milling around. Like, you'd see that big freaking booner just tip his head over and start sleeping. Like, he was totally in his element. Didn't care about anything. He knew where he was. And then, finally, the wind was blowing down the valley. So we just stayed, hugged the the one side of it, and we got about three-quarters of a mile behind him. And then we just started working back up the drainage on the glacier towards them. And we get right to where they are, and the fog's heavy, so we just set up. And um, all of a sudden the fog lifts, and boom, there's four sheep standing there, and big guys standing right there. I was like, sweet. Get the rifle out, got them just about locked in. 
and fog sets right back down. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, you know? Mm-hmm. We sat there for probably, that first stint was probably all of a half an hour before the fog lifted. Fog lifts, there's no sheep. I'm like, oh, they blew out of here. Like, they got a whiff of us somehow. I was like, we just mucked this up bad, you know? It's easy to start doubting everything. Yeah. You do, like, super easy to oh, get, yeah. like, mentally like, like, yeah. fucked up in your the head. The thermal and just be like, hit us. Oh, like, no. what happened? Did they see us? Did they smell us? Did, you know? Yep. And then, uh, yeah, so we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden one of the sublegals pops up. We're like, oh, sweet. Like, they're still here. And it starts feeding around, and then, boom, the second one. Still the two shooters, nowhere to be seen. Fog sets in again. Another 15, 20 minutes, fog lifts, and then the one I shot standing on this little grassy bench. And it's like us, this little rock, you know, knoll or whatever into a crevasse that's probably like 20 feet deep, and then there's this bench, and he's standing right there. And I put the scope on him, and I'm like, ah, you know, he's close. You know, he looks good. You know, I just want to make sure. And I probably had the scope on him for like 20 minutes. And at this time, one of those sublegals had crawled up onto the rocks, bedded down, and he's just staring directly at us. Like, he's got us pinned. He knows we're there. Saw you. He, he's looking at us. He knows we're there. But he's there. laying down? He's laying down, but he's just right on us in every move think, we make. really? Oh, yeah. He was just very attentive. Like, every That's time. That's weird for him to stay laying down, though, if he if he 100% sees you. Like, so, typically they get up, and they're not, like, they're twitchy as shit, and they're, like, milling uh, and looking at you. It seems like. I don't know, though, because when, when I killed that one, like. They fed her, well, of course, different situation, They, but, you know, toke, draw area. They fed around in sight, and, like, it was a nine-year-old and another one, like, pegged me instantly, but I was sitting down on a rock, like, not moving, and they literally just, like, bedded down, stared huh. at me for a while, and then kind of, like, forgot, you know. Interesting. Decided I wasn't an imminent threat, which was wrong, but. Yeah. So, I know anyway. this, this one saw us for sure, though, because he had us pinned, and then he stood up. You know, he was watching. Then he stood up, and he was kind of looking at his boys like, yo, we got a boogie. All right. And Eric and I are both looking at each other, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to tell you he's illegal because I'm not going to make that call. He's like, you have to, but he's like, you got to make the call. Like, they're going to they're gonna booger they're out, out on us. Here. And I was like, he looked, he gave me a really good look at that point, and I was like, he's Were legal. you at the same height as yeah, they? Yeah, I shot like, straight across right at Right on, yeah. And he gave me a really good look. I was like, he's <clears> legal. <throat> I'm killing him. So I shot, you know, and. The hit sounded awful. Like there was no thud, there was nothing, and the sheep just turned and boogied down into those rocks. And and it wasn't he, that far, was it? I shot him at one sixty. Yeah, like you couldn't ask for anything easier sheep hunting. I don't think. Like a lot of times at one sixty, you can't even hear the. It's like so happens so it's close enough so that you can't hear that fucking that thwack. Thud. Yeah, it, you know, it sounded like I hit a rock. Like it was just a ping sound. You know, just and Eric's like, I don't think you held, you killed him. You know, and he was out of sight, and then. Right as that was happening, those two sublegals came out of the drainage, followed by that monster, like just sitting right there, 160, just looking at us like, hey, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and my heart, you know, is just out of my chest at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure I got a dead ram in that drainage. Like, he hasn't come out of there. He's going to come out with his boys if he's coming out. Mm-hmm. And Eric just keeps marking him. He's like, he's at 160. He's at 200. He's at 240. You know, he's, oh, he's just standing there, 260 car. I'm like, I got, you know, I can see him. Like, I'm watching him too, man. But I'm also. <laughs> I got my crosshairs right on him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm making sure we don't have a dead ram. Like, we can't awesome. have two in here, you Dude, know. That's so fucking awesome of you yeah. to, like, respect what you had already done. And be yeah. like, I got to deal with what has already happened. And then uh, they they pushed out to, like, 300. And this by this time, it would probably been, like, 
five to ten minutes, you know, and I was like, all right, if that one was alive, he would have came out with his buddies. Yeah. Or we would have saw him booger out the bottom of the drainage. Mm -hmm. Like, we can see everything. He's got to be dead in there. So we get up, and we walk over there and start milling around, and sure as shit, you know, he's laying 15 feet from where I shot him at, you know, put one right through the pump house. He was he was smoked. The bullet just didn't sound good, I guess, for some reason, going yeah. through him. But then those other three just milled up into this big slide, and they just hung out at, like, a 1,000 yards and just watched us. Because right behind him, there was a huge, like, snow cave, you know, pushed up into the real nasty shit back there yeah. and you could tell they didn't want to go into it like they're just not about it so they just milled up there the whole time well nah, he's, he's got like 25 more days or something to <laughs> make it through this year <laughs> gonna shoot a 20 year old sheep when he draw again mm. oh man so tell everybody you cut your finger off yeah. oh yeah so two days before sheep hunting i was installing a big 36 inch uh sheet metal fan and it fell out of the casing and it took um one knuckle off my finger all the way right to um the fingernail went to the er and they put five stitches in it and uh the lady's like yeah i keep it really clean you know she's like i'm gonna give you a five days of antibiotics and right then i was like hey i'm going sheep hunting in two days <laughs> like can i get ten? <laughs> and she gives me this fucking dirty look like you're the stupidest motherfucker alive you know <laughs> and she she's like well if that's the case i'll give you ten so she, she, she gave me 10 days of antibiotics she's like just keep it really clean she's like if it gets red or start getting those lines running up she's like get your ass out and i took care of it while i was out there and yeah i mean it looks i mean it looks awful obviously but well whatever it, it's just black and st it's all stitches yeah, and i mean yeah. you cut the fucking a lot of your your finger off it showed you a picture of it right oh yeah, yeah it's there was nothing left you see the tip of the bone and stuff oh man yeah it was awful. Mm. So that was really fun. Like, oh, I'm going on my first sheep hunt ever, and now what I get to. Ironic. It's so At least it's not your it trigger finger. Yeah. <laughs> Left index finger, which, yeah, it was mm -hmm. actually, you know, on that same hunt that I damn near had to put the. Well, that year, I finally, after the second go around, I put the. Made a rule no no unsliced salami. Because <laughs> yeah. I about cut the tip of my freaking left index finger off. Twice. Oh, I fucking looked over at Tyler, and he was just, like, hunched over and, like, grabbed onto his finger, and I was like, what'd you do? How bad is it? Like, without even seeing anything or anything, he's, like, holding his hand, and I was like, how bad is it? Do we need to go right now? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Have a look. And I was like, fucking blood spraying everywhere. I was like, I can't see shit. There's just blood everywhere. You got a pretty good stomach? Yeah. Oh, he's totally fine. Crazy glue. Oh, man. Dude, like, how do you even stitch that up? It's just, like, she just, gone. Yeah, she took everything from the top there and just peeled it back just enough. I mean, it I mean, was... You a, would think they would, like, had some caulking or something. Yeah, to right? Yeah. Like, so cut little, one of your ass cheeks off and sew it on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she looked at it. She's like... And then you just walk up to someone. <laughs> <laughs> you just kissed my ass. <laughs> She put like four different types of stitches in it before Weird. she got one to stick, and she's like, put a few in. She's like, ah, oh, that's not gonna work. And she'd take them out and kept doing that. And finally, she's like, Crazy. she's like, I'm just gonna do this. She's like, you're just gonna have to deal with it. So you think, yeah, man, yeah, she's better than me, man. I'd be like, all right, well, we're heat up the old iron, <laughs> heat up the old iron right? Bowie knife in the I fire, scorch that thing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was gnarly. But no, that'll never be the same again. That'll no. be like a big, huge divot in well, the end. You see how much different it looks. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's, like, it's a little short. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Just a fingernail <laughs> hanging off the top. You're done picking your nose with that one. <laughs> or it might be easier. It might be yeah. better, yeah. It's pointier. Right? <laughs> I can't believe the fingernail held in there. No, I know. It's not even like yeah, dark and blackened or anything. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. I don't know. But that hurt. It hurt oh. like a motherfucker. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. I was not happy. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, a $3,800 ER bill. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. Yeah, they're proud of their shit, in there, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> it's like, first I'm spending all this money to go sheep hunting, then I get an ER bill, and then I'm missing two weeks of work. It's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what do you do? I was not not going to go sheep hunting, so. That's yeah, a good attitude to yeah. have. Yeah. It's like, when, oh. you, when you fucking call me, you're like, well, I cut the end of my finger off. I was like, no, <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> well, I saw you that next day at uh Sheena, oh, yeah, that's where it was. I, ra- I ran into you at the gas station yeah. there, and you were like, I was like, what the fuck did you do to your finger? <laughs> yep. It's like, uh-oh, not good. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Not good. Well, that sounds so like. So how, so you shot the sheep. You realized that it was dead? Yep. Hiked up to it, grabbed my hands around it, looked at it a few more times just to make sure it was legal and I was <laughs> proud of it, and then uh, took a bunch of pictures and got right after it. Yeah. We'd so how be- bad was the old, like, stomach churning on the walk? It was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, not going to lie. I mean, I don't know, like... Being a seasoned sheep hunter like you guys, I'm sure you would have took one look at it and been like, kill, "It doesn't go away. Kill this fucking You're thing." You're still nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's like, weird every time. It seems like you know, for some reason there's some kind of weird. Right. That's, it's like they're put on such a high plateau of like, like they have like, to be legal this way, that way, this way. You know all this shit, and it's like every time you're like, "I guarantee," and then as soon as you pull the trigger, you're like, "Fuck, like, fuck, I fucked up." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't there's, choose there's the right just one. Something weird about it, like yeah. And that, and you go through all that work, it'd just be the worst feeling ever to have them take one from you. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. Well, you're on the, you know you're on the cusp of, like, one of, like, the best feelings you can possibly experience. Yep. Or one of the worst. It's going to be one of those two. Right. You're like, this is the best meat in the world, and some fucker could take this from me. Yeah. Well, then Frank showed up to the house to look at it, and, like, instantly, he's like, yeah, it's legal, man. You're fine. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I knew when we were hiking it out and everything, I'm like, yeah, it's good. But then having somebody that sheep hunts look at it and be like, yeah, dude, you're, you're totally fine. It's yeah. like, all right, I'll take it in, get it sealed. Like, no worries, everything's. But it was nice. super young, six and a half. Like, yeah, I was pretty surprised it was that big for its age. It's straight up yeah. Delta genetic. Like, it's like picture perfect Delta Ram. Yeah. 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 Nice. Through That's freaking cool, man. Yeah. Um, beautiful how sheep. Long, how long did it take you guys to get out of there? Um, so we killed it at like 4.30 in the afternoon, and I think we were back in the tent. You got up at 4 a.m., you killed <laughs> it at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yep. It's never, the day kill day on sheep is always all fucking day. It's always like 15, for me anyway, it seems like. It's yeah. always an all day affair, like way into the night. Yeah. I think by the time... All said and done, like, ate the mountain house, crawled into the sleeping bag, laid my head down. I think it was 10.30. Right on. Yeah, so whatever yeah. that is, <clears throat> 16 hours, 18 hours. Yep. Yeah. And then we got up the next day and just started grinding to get out. You know, it took us. Did you, you did the whole, the next day you got all the way back up in that saddle? Yeah, from the, from where the creek splits. Yeah. So we had, like, almost two miles, I think, down to the saddle. Yeah. And then up the saddle, and it was 12 hours. Right on. So it took us three. That's a rugged day, man. Yep. When we did it with Carrie last year, when I did it with Carrie last year, we just crossed and went down and 
camped at the base right there. And then the next morning we got up and had breakfast and yep. shot Agreed. up. Yeah. Yeah, and then once the the next morning we got up and um I think it took us we left it the saddle at eight and we hit the road at four. So it took us eight hours to get out that six miles. Yeah. That last part where you gotta go around all those tussocks. Oh, to get back and you, to but the you're trail. still going through them yeah. but it's like that last it's that last part you're finally like off a rocky ridge and you got no choice but you can kind of like skirt around so you don't lose a bunch of elevation but it's just like plowing through tussocks with water in the bottom of all of them and you're tired yeah. even though you're coming downhill the majority of the day you're still just beat up tired and it's just like I got a picture of Carrie like resting on her ski poles at the end of those shithole of tussocks, and she's just smoked. Yeah, yeah. There's no <clears> way around <throat> it. Like it's just you're you done. have to. Yep. You have to go through that shit. And then we did physically. We did good. Like nobody got hurt. And then like I think we were like a mile, mile and a quarter out once on the trail, mm-hmm. and there was one dead tree branch across it, and I just didn't have the energy to pick my foot up, you know, far enough, I guess, and my boot hit it just right, and it slid me. And I fell, and there is a bruise on my elbow, like right here. Oh, it's here. huge! You showed me. I was it, like, Holy "That is shit. the darkest purple black color ever." I landed straight on the sheep horn oh. on the way down with all my weight, and I just <laughs> laid there groaning like oh. a freaking man child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Somebody save me! <laughs> it was awful. It, you know, besides that though, like we both held up really well. Like nobody twisted an ankle. You know, nothing. Yeah, like that bullshit happened. So I was super stoked. It's I'm pretty much good for on the pack out one good fall down. It seems oh. like every year. Jeez, and I can't because my knees fucked up. I have to just like go for. It. I can't like yeah. try and stop myself. Once I start losing my balance, I just got to be like timber. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. fucking going <laughs> down. <laughs> I don't think I. I had a couple like close calls, but I don't think I actually. I norm, normally I'm good for a good white. Out, yeah, but. I didn't fall down this year myself, but I normally, yeah. Last year I fell down with that fucking 135 pound pack on. I was just buckled me because oh, the pack yeah. landed on top of me when I fell down. I didn't have nowhere to go but forward. The sucker came down on top of me. I was like, shit, this is not cool. I got caught up one good time in the alders where it grabbed the front of my feet and pushed me forward, and I had to squirrel out of my pack to get up. Like, Couldn't was, even get up. I was just spider webbed no. in that thing. Yeah. Like, there was no way I was coming out of it. I twist and turned and pleated, and there was just nothing happening. I was like, all right, squirrel out of your pack, readjust. And mm-hmm. those alders, it's just the devil. Oh, they're horrible, man. It's the devil, like, trying to just kill you in there. Like, it grabs yeah. you from every direction. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that, matter whether you're going uphill or downhill, it seems like they're right in your face, like, the wrong facing way. Facing the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Like, how does that work? I don't know what it does. Then having the horns and the rifle on your back, then it just amplifies it. grabs like, everything. Oh. What, so what did you use for a pack? I bought a new one for this hunt because felt like I needed something, a little more room and stability and everything, and I bought one of those um, Mystery Ranch Marshalls, and um, it held up. Like it was, Yeah, those were tough packs. Yeah. Uh-huh. I couldn't justify spending a grand for a stone glacier, so yeah, or it, like Kafar. I mean, like we use Kafarus, and they're pretty much a similar price. I mean, they're eight nine hundred expensive. Bucks, yeah. yeah, yeah, but those packs are where it's at, though, huh? Like you guys really, I really, really like, like yours. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those what? guys are super cool over there at Kafaro too. They set us, you know, they set us up so it's not so, it's not such a fucking expense, but. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'll never use a different pack than a Kafaro pack. Yeah. I think they're amazing. Yeah, 
I really like this one that I bought. And uh, when I was looking at them all, the one thing that kind of sold me was that like new load sling. So you can put your meat between you and yeah. the pack. Uh-huh. And on Mystery Ranch, at least, they had just come out with it. And um, I was like, that looks like a pretty freaking nice feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Well, they're like, we used to joke like Misery Ranch. Because, like, the little bit I've used them, they aren't as comfortable as, like, the packs we're using. But they're tough. Like, they're not going to fall apart on you. Right. And yeah. that's, I mean, that's worth, that's, like, first concern. Well, yeah, you have something fall apart. Some, yeah. yeah. You guys run the same pack? Like the exact same one or different I use models? An old, or what? I use an old Kafaro pack, uh, EMR2. EMR2? Mm-hmm. Which I have one of those too. And it, you, like, they're freaking nice packs, you man. Can't you can't get them. What I like there. is it's not, there's a lot of storage like exterior where mm-hmm. I can have like bipod and spotting scope and water and stuff. So I'm not having to dig into a tunnel of. You know, notoriously, Everything. the first thing you want is on the bottom. Yep. And it's like, that's what you learn after the first couple of days of sheep hunting is like how to stack your shit in there. And it's like, and then once you have a sheep, you learn that you put a bunch of shit that's light on the bottom and get your meat and like the gob of the weight mid midway because yep. the pack that I have doesn't have one of those meat racks on it where it's like, like what you're talking about right. where you can like put the meat between your body and the pack and then put the rest of your stuff in the pack. But... I really like the way that the pack's set up. I like the fact that this year, for some reason, on all the years that I've used that pack, this year I started using, like, actually taking the lid off of it and, like, taking that stuff into my side of the tent where the yeah. where the lid is. And um, All right, so sorry, Frank. We interrupted you uh, to take a piss break while you were describing talking I don't, about your backpack. I don't remember what I was saying, you guys and your children's bladders. <laughs> <laughs> Something about you didn't have the load sling. Like, you couldn't put the meat. Oh, yeah, so you just put the meat in the middle of the pack or whatever. They're good packs. Yeah, what it comes down to is it's like I'm just, like, beating around the bush to say that they're awesome packs. Yeah. Well, and, like, that one's like a Cordura. The one I have is a, it's like a, called a Muskeg. It's just made of a different, like, waterproof material. It's a little bit lighter. It's not as heavy. Like, it's not as durable as, as like, the pack he has. I have one of those, too. But, uh. It's been holding up just fine. Um, that one does have a meat shelf too, but I'm too lazy to use it, so I just like garbage sack them and yeah, yeah. I found that backpack. that meat load or whatever doesn't work that well when it's boned out either, because it's just straps yeah. that are supposed to tuck quarters in, and when you put a bag in there, they just freaking shit out Mush the out, side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. It's designed to have bone in yeah, quarters quarter put in there. Stuck I in got there, it. And then there's like two yeah. two or three straps that hold it, you know, into the pack and. You know, yeah. they work well for quarters. When we did our caribou, we took out, you know, my buddy did, um, he did both fronts, the cape and the rack, and I did the hinds and the, you know, the miscellaneous, the back straps and everything in the meat bag. One trip. One trip, yeah. Nice. I mean, we were only a mile and a half from the road, but that's still, it was heavy. Like, it wasn't. Well, that, that's no, yeah. it's more, <laughs> yeah. it's more than a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. damn sure. No, someone emailed me, was it, maybe been this morning, like, so, like, when you talk about packing out sheep, it's like, I, we packed out a caribou, and that was pretty hard. I'm like, yeah, caribou's like two heavy-ass loads, you know, a big bull caribou yeah. especially. Yeah. What, how'd you guys do yours? Did you do piggybacks, or you just put it all in each pack and We finally, like, this is the first time in a couple of years where, like, do as we, we did as we say, not as we do type of thing. Yeah. Cause we what, did. We freaking last year. We're like, 
uh, we ended up packing all out in one load. The year before that, we were not hunting together. The year before that, we uh, we did like the first day. We what we did like we just carried our sheep like halfway out because we carried it yeah. up to the top of that one big yeah. peak, and then. By the time we got our camp back up there, we're like, ah, fuck it, let's try it. And we packed all the way out. But this this year we did everything in two loads. Two loads. Yeah. And it's, it's still. It's still rough. Oh, Because, you know, sure. it's shit's heavy. You know, carrying a whole sheep, head, cape, and all the meat. You're looking at 100 pounds. It's probably right close. There. Yeah. Because yeah. you did yours last year by yourself, huh? I did last year, but I last year I when, went and met him, but I didn't know if we were going to 100% hunt together. So I brought, like... Rifle, spotting scope, tripod, like a whole a tent, yeah, the we camp, were, we everything. Each had, like, we each had our camp entire camp setup that we could have hunted totally alone. So, and that was a whole sheep, and that everything was 135 pounds. That's a that's a grind. Like, yeah, that's a lot. So of I know that, and you're rocking it's what? Not a hundred. I know that it's not a hundred pounds. Like my pack with just the sheep. With the head, the Probably cape, and all the sheep. To 80 or so. I was going to say 80. Yeah. 80 yeah. pounds, but still, no fucking joke. 80 pounds on your back. And you're rocking what, 165 right now? Weight no, wise? I probably weigh, well, after the hunt, I weigh 170 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went in at uh, 224 and came out at 217. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, and for I seven like, days. I lost like, I went on like 252 and came out. 239 or something like that yeah it there's no way to keep weight on like well you can't it's just you're just walking constantly with a heavy pack on every day all day the entire time and you can't physically carry enough food to maintain that yeah it's a lot of it's just yeah well i mean i mean that just doesn't do it exactly yeah you can only shit liquid for so long from eating that stuff. Yeah, that's it's awful. Like, huh? You can't freaking. <laughs> What's it like? I said, <laughs> like, oh, my body's turned into a food ninja. You did. You came back to the tent one morning. You're like, well, I've turned my body into a food ninja. <laughs> He's like, well, yes, sir. That's a little more information than I needed, but. <laughs> <clears throat> dissipates into the tundra faster. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. But no, it's uh yeah, we had a good we had a good freaking trip. It was and I mean, we knew it was be a pain in the ass to get back to where it took us like two and a half days to get back to sheep country basically. What kind yeah. of mileage are you guys talking you put on your feet? Uh the entire trip, I think we said like forty miles, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So probably about what you did. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming, like, Carrie and I, I figured, I calculated. Yeah. You went to basically, um, with it. you went a little further than we did, but it was, like, about 40 miles than we did. Yeah, I think we were about two miles around the corner, mm-hmm. all said and done, from where she killed hers, just yeah. from what I could judge by in the picture. And stuff. Yeah. 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 But it's sweet once you get up on the glacier, because then you're just there with them. Like, you're up in the clouds, they're right there, you're right there. Like, you're not trying to go up a chute or up a bench or anything. You just got to figure out how to get across it and... There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it took us, yeah, a couple, two, two and a half days to freaking get in there. But, man, the first day of hiking just always is just a kick in the nuts, man. And just fucking this spot we went to, it's like you start off, it's like straight fucking uphill. Just shitty straight up for a long ways. And it's like, holy hell. Without 
you know, going out and I don't train to hunt, so. Yeah, without being I, in any kind of shape. I, I hunt to train. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like a total dick kicks right off the bat, you know. Talking to the guy that smoked a pack of smokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know what's up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I refrained from having a beer, and that was about it. Like, Yeah. I was ready. <clears throat> Yeah, it's just awful. Like, there's no way to condition your body for that shit. No, like, there is. I mean, <laughs> no, there's according not. To, <laughs> according to a lot of people, there is, yeah. but. No, well, I mean. <clears throat> those guys kill sheep every year? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The only, the only. Maybe that's why we kill sheep is you go, because you're walking slow, you know, because you're out of shape. So even you're when just, you're, like. You're even, slow hunting through everything. Even when you're in good shape, unless you've been doing a lot of, like, carrying a backpack around steep shit like yeah. you just it's it still sucks like there's no way to get around to it. you still there's still some adapting but your body does like does it say, hol- say yeah. holy shit what are you doing to me and it's but like, your body adjusts very fast too which yeah. just amazes me every year it blew my mind like how fast mine came around and my hunting partner yeah. eric too he's like dude i didn't know how this was gonna go with you you know smoking a pack of cigarettes being out of shape he's like couple days in, it's just like, all right, let's just go hiking, you know, yeah. just mosey through this shit and mm-hmm. worked yeah. out. Well, that's a, the other big thing is, I mean, my mantra, if anything, is freaking, freaking just don't, you don't got to kill yourself, you know? No, that's just it. That's a, well, like, it's one foot in front of the other. Whether you're there today or there tomorrow, you're still going to get there. Yep. It doesn't really freaking matter, you know? Right. It's like what matters is you're here for a sheep. Go in there and get it's it done. That's all it's about, you know. It's like I'm leaving when I got a, when I have a ram, so it's a pretty simple, simple deal, really, in the long run. As long as you can keep that mindset, definitely. Yeah, that's get in there and get it done, and that's why what it takes. That's why it is. It's mental. Like sheep hunting is mental. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent proof that you yeah. don't have to be in shape. <laughs> it's mental. Or have intact knees, <laughs> right? Or have intact knees. It's fucking mental. The whole thing. Yeah. What's your yeah? What's your knee brace? What's your knee brace called again? It's the Don Joy. The Don Joy, yeah. right? <laughs> this gives me no joy. Don does not give me any joy at all. Oh, <laughs> the man. fucking thing. After like four days of hiking, started squeaking too. I was like, every step, I was like, fucking RoboCop needs some the fucking Tin Man Tin needs, man needs oil. <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. It pissed me off so bad. I was like, could it just get windy or something so I can't hear this goddamn thing? Every step. I was like, fucking hey, if it's not already hard enough, I gotta listen to this damn thing squawking up a storm. <clears throat> oh man, so I was yeah. like, Ten minutes after it started squeaking, you're like, how you doing? I was like, not very fucking good. My knee brace (laughs) just started squeaking. (laughs) Oh, man, yeah. So we, but we kind of got to where we wanted to get on the afternoon of the 9th, like right before the opener. Got camp set up and, you know, planning to hike up to a vantage point where we could glass, kind of get the evening feeding movement down and whatnot. And what we'd like... Set up camp and we're freaking just crashed for like an hour or two and then you got out to take a piss or something and you're like, oh, there's some sheep over there. Like where we had, you know, already yeah. looked, they'd obviously worked around this peak. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. We were in the tent. We were like, well, let's lay down, take a nap or whatever, just relax for a little bit and then we'll go up here and we'll hike up here and like glass everything. 
And I was like, I was like, I got to piss. I can't sit here. And got out, and I was like, immediately upon getting out of the tent, I was like, wow, look at that. There's six sheep. Nice. I was like, just looking at them. I was like, up. Oh, they're all rams. Perfect. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Binoculars. Yep. All rams. And yet they're probably two and a half miles away or so. And but well, at that time we couldn't, you couldn't see shit because the mirage was so bad. Yeah, we did. We even set up spotting scope and we couldn't figure out. Like, we f- could see that they were all rams. You could see that with binoculars, but you couldn't tell anything about them because it was just, like, it was nice. Yeah. It was a sunny sunny yeah. afternoon. Yeah. It was, like, and the last earlier, time when we I saw mean, the sun. Like, it was, like, a relief, man. It was, like, because way earlier than we expected to even see them. Yeah. You know, a different time when we hunted in there, it's, like, they didn't really even start moving around till till much later. We, you know, we were expecting on finding them that evening when we were in a different kind of glassing spot so it was encouraging and then yeah weather started turning kind of shitty but that evening when it like because it was clouded up pretty good when we finally got a good look at them and well yeah once the when they, later still, in the yeah. evening like nine ish or whatever when there was like no more no mirage bullshit we could like actually put glass on them and they were like all bedding down and a lot of them were skylined yeah and we were like, okay, we can, like, get a good look at him. Yeah, and I think, you know, we were like, ah, one looks like he could be full curl, but then that other one's like, ah, that one down Super there, heavy. he looks way heavy. He doesn't yeah. look full curl, but he's way heavy. They're just far enough away where you can't tell for sure, but right. you're like, eh, Potentially like, definitely three legal rams. I think that's even what you sent me in that message. Yeah. Like, one for sure, three that look like yeah. they're probably going to, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean that was pretty it. We just laid low in the tent because the clouds were moving in, and all sort of it started raining. Lightning and yeah, it was fucking first time ever sheep hunting. Just like thunder, I hear. Th- I was like, "Is that thunder?" Because it was, seemed like it was a long ways away. And you're like, "Yeah, I think so." And I was like, well, "That's fucking weird." And then all of a sudden, I see like. Boom, the whole tent lights up. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. I was like, we're up here pretty high. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's nothing to mess with. No. I was like, well, just don't touch the size of the tent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's definitely going to work. Nice, like, carbon, new carbon fiber poles on the tent. Oh, shit. You guys bring one tent for the both of you? Yeah. 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 What's that way? The tent is three and a half pounds, and I usually carry the tent, and Frank carries, I've got an extra vestibule for it that, like, almost basically doubles the square footage, so you can keep yeah. all your gear and shit, everything inside the tent. Nice. And It's that's, friggin' nice. Yeah. It's yeah. nice to be able to put all your shit, like, his side, he gets on the side of the tent where the vestibule is, and then I got, like, a mini vestibule so I can have, like, my food and water so I don't have to be like climbing over him or like going around to get into yeah. the vestibule. I can there's enough room where I can like actually cook my food and have everything that I need for the boots night and, and the morning and my yeah. boots and everything like right next to me. But my backpack and everything can be all like pulled apart and in the other side. It's a sweet setup. Well, it's the same. It's a MSR hubba hubba. It's the same model tent I had like I had when I was hunting by myself last year without the extra vestibule. Had it basically blow up on me in a storm um but this i got the a newer model I, I finally like just like well this tent like did really good for a long time and i not in the other models like i don't want a vestibule just on the end because then you got a freaking like crowd to the end to cook your shit you know yeah. or this is like on each side 
and uh and the new model like it basically addressed all the problems like the issues the only issues i'd had with the older one there's better poles better like guy line anchors on the tent and stuff to support some of the weaker spots of it but no it's a pretty good setup nice. um, highly probably electric electric conductive maybe <laughs> yeah but no nah, was nothing ever really got that that close to us but uh yeah got up got up opening morning and well probably probably start moving about nine o'clock or so yeah something like that. we don't get up super early if we don't have to there's the like either get up at four and you hunt in the morning or you get up whenever the fuck you want to. And cheaper, like, they do the same shit. Yeah, they're going to they be like, there. Yeah, they're doing their eat, same deal. And then they go up and they lay down, chew their cud, and then they come down and eat. And it's like, so long as you don't scare the shit out of them and blow them out of the country, they just keep doing the same shit. So it's like the whole getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning in the dark thing for me and Tyler is just like, why? Like, yeah. It doesn't It's not necessary. You yeah. know? The only reason we did it was just so we could slide by those. Yeah. No, no, and I get yeah. that. I would do yeah. the same thing, too, if I had somebody that's, like, cock right in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we're going to get before and just slide by these cock shines and yeah. get up there. And on our way back, after we killed that ram, I made sure to just stop and take a good rest right by him. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Just heavy coming out of here. I don't know, man. Good for you, yeah, man. I was like, when well, we heard three shots that day, too, so I don't know what they were doing. Because there was only, we saw two subs on the way out on their side. And I don't know if they shot one and just didn't do anything with it or what. But there was three shots and they sounded like good shots. Like, you huh. hear the good thud. But when we came back by them, there was no, you know, ram sitting there or anything at their tent. Huh, interesting. But uh, the one sub on our way out, I think I got to like 67 yards. Like, he was just feeding down this little rock gully and we came around the corner and he just... Looked at me like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Just stood there, yeah. Not old wild. enough to be scared of shit yet. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. But other than that, I, yeah, I, I like sleeping in. Like, I'm going to get up when my body tells me to get up. Mm-hmm. Which, for me, is usually fairly early. I like to, I mean, I got little kids, so I, I like to get up a little bit at like 6 o'clock. Well, normally I like to get up at 6 or 5.30, so I have like a little bit of quiet like time to drink my coffee before the pandemonium starts but no i mean like i think frank was cussing me i'd get up at like 7 30 or 7 i was like what the fuck <laughs> give me a goddamn break here just he old snores. bachelor like whatever dude he fucking snores so loud it takes me half the night to fall finally fall asleep and then I finally fall asleep, and he's like, okay, get up. Go. I'm like, fuck, dude, you just stopped fair, snoring. Be, I just fell asleep. <laughs> to be fair, I don't I, I don't think I've ever said, like, oh, come on, get up. I just, like, start doing No, anything. exactly. Yeah. No, it's just once in a while. Just I bump a, into him a little a bit while you're waking hor- I am a horrible snorer, so. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I take my own tent, like, in the Couple, camp you and did, stuff. You did actually, I'm proud of you. You did actually finally, what my wife tell you? You just got uh, elbow him in the ribs or something. Faith straight up told me she was just like, I was like, well, Jed said something to me, and I was just like, oh, your daddy snores so loud that Uncle Frank doesn't get to sleep at all during <laughs> sheep hunting season. And Faith, like, Faith looked at me and was like, you just got to kick him or elbow him. Just just yell at him. Tell him to flip over. <laughs> so finally this year I was just like, wham! A couple of times I was like, all right, buddy, move over. <laughs> 
Yeah, because if I get, especially if I get on my back, man, it's yeah, bad. it's over. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I haven't turned up dead yet. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I got up opening morning, got and I think no, because immediately we could still see those rams, right? They were, yeah, yeah. We could still see them, and our plan was obviously like to get around and get a closer look and. And we're going to, like, run the backside of one ridge to get on this ridge and then run the backside of that ridge to get to them above them kind of thing. Right. And what, we've been going for 15 minutes, like, on the backside of this one ridge, and shit, there's some sheep right there on that ridge line, like, bedded down. Yeah. And first thought, we thought there were a I bunch of... I thought it was all rams initially, too. Yeah. Because I just pulled up my binos and saw horns on one of them, and then, you know, like... Before we could even really like get the spotting scope on them, fog, fog started spilling up from the next valley, and it after what it was probably an hour and a half before we figured out that they were mostly lambs and ewes. There's two. And there was a couple two small like one was like two and two and a half, one was three and a half mm. rams. Yeah. yeah, you just had to mosey by those real softly to get. Yeah. Get well, they the they kind of with the fog kind of in the at that spot the fog kind of like dissipated a little bit and they just kind of like moved away to feed out on this in this other basin yeah Yeah. and we would just go around like because when we were sitting there watching them we could still see the other side and i just real periodically go over and just make sure make sure that those rams were staying where they're at or or you know just keep track of them right and yeah eventually basically it was about the time we like figured out they're all lambs and ewes and it's like well, well fuck it like we'll just let's go and get let's go see they kind of at that same time they were kind of getting up and fed off the opposite direction so they weren't paying attention anyway yeah and so we started burning down that ridge and then it just got foggy like foggy foggy like you can't see fucking from me to the door 30 feet away yeah <clears throat> yeah so we and we knew we were getting like too close like yeah, the last time we were in this spot, we ended up getting like way too close. Way to too close, which we ended up getting <laughs> way too close again. But that's later, later so, on down the line. Yeah, what well, we finally we found a big rock to just that would obscure us, but we should be able to see this whole hillside because the way the ridge wraps around, you know, if you try, you're trying to get up the backside. You're by the time you you get in view of them, you're going to be way too close. Or if they if the fog breaks and they're out in the open, like they're going to see you immediately. So we kind of were stuck until, and we hadn't hadn't actually got like any kind of a close look at these things. So yeah, well, I think we were. I timed like we were behind that freaking rock for like you seven said hours. Seven hours, yeah. Really, just waiting them out, man. Oh, just fucking bullshit. It just sucks. Yeah. The I mean, it's fine. You're not doing anything, and that's what kills and it me. Wasn't it's raining, like, it wasn't... I just want to be. Once I get that, like, okay, we're gonna go Kill. shoot these fucking things. I'm like, I want to go do it, but it's that's just it too. It's like that's when you have to pump the brakes. You have to know not to be like, oh, okay, let's just get closer. They're they're probably in the same place. That don't work. And in that situation, like, it doesn't matter if they're in the same place because by the time, like, you know. You would see them if they're in the same place. They're going to be in range, like potentially very close, and you haven't gotten to look to like sort out what's what and kind of yeah, get, exactly. get a good inventory of what's what's there. That was the entire plan. Yeah. Well, was, actually, once after seven hours, the fog lifted once, and we got another. Yeah, like, the fog. The and 
but yeah, well, what, you know, I was going to say, while, while we're sitting there behind this rock, just freaking playing with our thumbs, not our dicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was, if I was by myself, <laughs> I looked down, I was like, Oh, what the fuck's going on with my boot? Mm. And I noticed the sole is starting to peel, like delaminate Ooh. at the toe of my boot. And I I went, I took their, like, the Loa Alpine SL, like, super light, like, but very expensive mountaineering boots. I'm like, what the fuck? And anyway, it's like, well, that sucks. So, like, wrap some duct tape around it. That's the beginning of the end later. because, yeah, they're done. I'm a fucking doctor, not a cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh,. <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, it was like about seven hours. We'd get like little breaks. We got enough of a break in the fog to see that those ramps had moved around. Finally saw them. They're all laying down. They're laying down right across this saddle from us. 800 800, yards. Yeah, 800 yards. Yeah. And it took a little while longer. Like the fog was gradually starting to break up and break up. But it was like, it was, I bet it was two hours from like. When we that, yeah. first saw him before the fog was like totally dissipated, yeah, it would just be like for just a second. And by the time you're like spotting scope, okay, I got it. It's on him, and it's a little windy, you know. So it's like, okay, I'm on the one that I want to see. Can't see him anymore. Yeah, fuck. All I want to do is and like get like, a good look. You're at You're watching this sheet. down the hill, waiting for like a break in the fog. Oh, get ready, get ready. Yeah, and. uh we finally sorted out that that, like, big heavy one, we're like, oh, he's a freaking shooter. He's at least 10, I think we called him at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then looking at the other full curl one, I was like, my initially, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's full curl, but he's small. I mean, he could possibly Smaller. be Smaller. Yeah, maybe, but he's probably seven. Yeah. And then looking at the, you know, two of the other six, it's like... Yeah, those are older rams than him, so they're like you know just by the way how their rings are stacked. It's like, but they weren't full curl, so I'm like, Ugh. like those are definitely older rams, but I need a better you know need a better look. And I need think a good good look. At, at one them. point, I was like, all right, you know, so we'll scratch the full curl one because he's well, that's just, he's seven. And, and well, you know, you, Frank brought up a good point. He's like, we're below him slightly, so it may be deceiving, and he might not. Be full curl. Be actually full curl, yeah, because we were a little bit below him. But at some point in time in there, Tyler was like, all right, well, you just tell me what you want to shoot. You found the Rams. This is definitely, like, these, the same Rams from yeah. yesterday that you found. Tell me which one you want to shoot, and then I'll try and decide, like, you know, eventually we'll get closer and we'll be able to put the spotting scope on them and I'll decide which one I'm going to shoot out of this group of sheep. And I was like, "Fuck!" All this year, I've been like, "Don't shoot any." Even on the way in, Frank's don't like, shoot no, age, I've shot these like age legal like, rams really that are like just at full curl or just under full curl. I was like, "I want to shoot one that's like beyond full curl," and you know, yeah. No, I fucking scrapped that. Yeah. As soon as I saw that sheep, I was like, "Fuck!" I, I want to shoot that I was one. Secretly, I, don't care, I was secretly fuck. hoping. I was like, "Oh yeah, he's been talking about this. He's gonna want to shoot that one, and then I'll get to shoot that." <laughs> I was like, "No," I was like, "Let me think of here," because you said something to me. You're like, "Well, you just pick which one you want to shoot, and then I'll shoot the whatever else is legal." And and I was like, "Okay, well, let me think about it for a minute." So like an hour later, I was like. <laughs> 
well, like, I know what I said and what I've been <laughs> running my mouth about, but I don't know if I can, I like, couldn't shoot that fucking ram. Is just like so heavy. He's like oh, so he was, fucking yeah. massive. I was like, I kind of think I have to shoot that one. Yeah. And like, you were like, Shit. well, yeah. And then Tyler looks at me, he's like, I would have made the same call. <laughs> That's the one I'd shoot. And I was like, yeah, I, I just don't even give a fuck about because, And it's fine. Like like I say to everybody, legal ram's a legal ram. It's awesome. That's what you told me. Like, any legal ram is an awesome fucking sheep to get. Like, kudos to you. Congratulations. Good job to whoever it is. That's awesome to get a ram. But I finally, when the fog lifted enough so I could, like, look at all six sheep i was like those two are probably legal this one is like what we said like right at or just beyond full curl and i was like but jesus that sheep is just massive he's like super wide yeah and i was like i can't not shoot that sheep i was like that's the one well he was obviously like the heaviest oldest sheep in the bunch yeah what's crazy too is he brought that one over and it measured same bases same length but he carried his mass all the way through. Yeah. Like, mine went out to spindly nothing, you know, and yeah. that Frank's was just fat on the end. It's like, holy. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a gorgeous sheep. Yeah. Super so, heavy. Anyway, I, I had been like, all right, well, we'll kind of scratch the like the full curl one. Because at the time, too, I was like, uh, yeah, you know, I was kind of like, all right, well, we'll just put him aside and look at the other two because there was two other there was a third one that looked similar to those that i don't think was age legal right but two of those i mean were definitely older than the than the seven-year-old yeah the full curl one. yeah heavier but, but i didn't get there's never know, like a really good look at either of the other ones there was one of them was broomed on one side and like just under full curl but he was probably eight years old and then there's Eight. another one that looked ma- like had more mass than that one. He had his tips, but he was like right at full curl that I bet was like nine or at ten least probably. Not, yeah. At least like both of those rams were in the like eight to ten range. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And we judge them like pretty conservatively. Like typically it's like, all right, if we think they're probably nine, they're ten or. Yeah. It seems you know, like but, each but time that, that we decide like, what an age on a sheep is, we walk up to them, especially when we shoot them, you walk up to them, and they're a year or two years older than what we judge them as. That's you know. probably the way to do it. Yeah. Sure. Oh, well, you be, without, without be a doubt. If you're yeah. looking at sheep, with which I don't, I wouldn't tell anyone to do, never shoot a sheep on age, but over the years, we've, like, picked sheep apart, a lot of them, for, like, spent so much time looking at them and, like figuring out like where rings should be and it's like rings are in specific areas on sheep and it's not you know people get fucked up with false rings yeah and it's like you just have to know that like from one to two is this much and from two to three is this much and sure it could be different on sheep but it's not going to be like three inches different you know and it's like you start looking at tons and tons of sheep and you can easily decide like within well, a year see, you can see just by looking at whether it's it's a it was a canadian guide clay lancaster like just way laid cheap his entire life i think he said it's from the eye basically in the crown you know like yeah from <clears throat> from the base of the horn up to like you know not quite half curl not all the way over yeah 
you know, you look at that and you just see how tight the rings are stacked. Like, I mean, we could look at, at that. Yeah. That Fulker one's like, yeah, he's a younger, like a younger Ram, mm-hmm. probably seven. And you just look at him, pan over and look at these other two and the rings are tighter. There's more of them, you know, so you, it's not like you have to like, all right, one, two, three, four, you know. Right. And typically you can see, you can like kind of train yourself to see where it's all right. That's number three, four, you know. And four to year four to five is normally where they start significantly reducing in size. Um, there's little tricks and stuff. But. I see. I watch a lot of videos and shit of people cheap hunting too, and I see so many people count from the bases out to the tips, and I always, I always count, count the from way, the yeah. tips back to the bases back in. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, <clears throat> usually, like the number three ring is pretty distinct and like easy yep. to see. Yeah. And then go from there. But anyway, so our freaking plan. Our plan was, well, all the sheep got up, except for the one that I ended up shooting. They all got up and started feeding down. We were like, well, they're going to eventually get up and they're going to feed down into this basin where they did last night. And and we'll just scoot over the top, pick them out. and Wait until they're down below us, and then we can get to within 300 yards or something like that, put the glass on them. We can figure out which of the other ones is the one that Tyler wants to shoot. And easy peasy, just like that, just like playbook, bud. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be done in no time. You know? This is going to be simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the best yeah. laid plans. That fucking sheep did not want to go down with the other ones. Well, hind, in hindsight's twenty twenty, he would look, and we're like right on the ridge line between two basins. He'd look in this basin, mm-hmm. and he'd walk over and look in that basin, and then he'd walk back and look in this basin, and then he'd walk back and look. It was like nice enough edge, so it only took him like 30 feet or something like that to like look at his five buddies, go over, look in this basin, and he just keep fucking back and forth, back and forth, and you're just sitting there like, come on. Come just on. follow him. Just go over there. You want to? Because we had about two hundred yards going. to like go to a spot where we thought we'd be able to start using easily get like what's that three hundred to where we could be like oh they're right down there right below us and once you're above them they're fucked you know yeah. they're not gonna they're not looking up yeah yeah and even if they do they're not they don't it's just weird for them you know they don't you're good if you're above them right. you've got it you got it made but. He finally went. He finally committed, yeah. and he went to... He didn't and, waste any time either. No, once he like, committed, it was just like, boom. So we kind of dropped... I didn't want... I didn't want to get too far down on this side where these ones were feeding for them to see me, but I also had to be down far enough where we could keep cruising while he was going down. The, he couldn't see us. So it was like, in the saddle, there's like two shelves in there, and then like the main saddle... And we made it onto that first shelf, and was finally, right? right at the end, I could see him, and I was like, okay, he's fully committed, like, he's gone, out of sight. And I was like, we can run all the way across this shelf, and, like, right when we're on the end of it, we can look over and see them. And we got over there, and... We'd taken our backpacks off. We finally, I was like, okay, this is good, we're going to get close. He had spotting scope, I had the rifle... We had our binoculars, and I was like, set our backpacks down right here, and we'll rip right over there. We'll get as close as I think we can to the edge, so I'm fuck, like down, hunched down, cruising along, and then I just stop and stand up, and like, you, rain, you can see a lot, but from going from like squatted down to standing up, 
like gaining over that edge of the like that you know plateau and fuck nothing nothing we keep getting further and further and further and i'm like fucking nothing 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 i'm like the fuck are all the sheep this is total bullshit <laughs> i was like there's only it's like this huge basin there's a ridge line and where the hell do they go we kept going and going and going and i'm like what the fuck there's no sheep over there so finally was it did i see one of them yeah first we were yeah around the left edge and i was just kind of hanging behind you left side and i looked up i'm looking down here and i looked over here back into the saddle and there's a fucking sheep standing there staring at me and i was like shit down on the knees, so we both squat down on our knees, and he couldn't see anything because he was behind me, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!" So this one like th- half like, curl, something like ready. that. I'm like, like because I could peek up and see him, but I tried to range, like I just couldn't range through the rock. But it's like, what's the range on him? I'm like, fucking close, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, like really close, it's really close. Like, it doesn't even matter. He kept saying, yeah. "I was like, fuck!" I was Put like, "I don't see any of the sheep that I want to shoot." I was like. So as this one's staring at me, another one comes around the corner and is standing there. And there's a banana horn. Yeah. And immediately that one stops and is like staring at me. So I'm like, fuck, pinned. Two sheep got me pinned. I was like, whatever, just don't move. I've been here before. You just just sit here and you don't move. And the last time it took fucking an hour. (laughs) But shit, that banana horn was like, because that... Other sheep just was going off what that banana horn sheep saw. He was kind of like, would look and then not look. And that banana horn one like kept staring and then all of a sudden was like, within five minutes or less. Less, yeah. Was like, started cruising along and that one was like, waited a little bit longer, but then started following along behind him. Nice. So then I was like, well, we got another shit. There was like another... I don't even know, 60 or 70 yards of that like sh- bench that we were on and they disappeared. And I was like, oh, they're going to, now they're going down into that basin right where we want them. We can go right over here on this corner and like look right down on them and That's put glass on too, them. Yeah. And I was like, we I can pick out moving. the one, we can down to the left. pick on the one that pick, pick out the one that you want to shoot and then I'll drop this one and you can drop that one. So we go run. I jump up as soon as they're out of sight, and I start running over there. And he's right behind me, and we run over to the edge. And I look, and I'm like, "What the fuck? There's no sheep." I was like, and at <laughs> yeah. this point in time, it's like there's nowhere that they could be. Like if I can't see them right here, they're not going this way. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" So the wind's blowing from where the sheep were. We thought they were going across in front of us, and I was like, "Oh fuck." They underneath this bench, they went into this other basin. They crossed back over this whole saddle, and they're gonna get downwind of us. I was like, they're running high on this, in this saddle, and they're gonna get down. I was like, fuck! All this starts yeah. going through my head is I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna smell us. We Shit. gotta back up. They can't see us. I was like, we gotta go back. And I so I spin around, and Tyler's already like, as I turn around, he's like boogieing across, back across this bench, and I'm like, oh fuck! So we're squatted down, like <laughs> trying to run along, and I get far enough where I'm like, okay, we're we're probably ahead of them at the speed they could have been moving, and we get over to the other side, and I look, and I'm like, 
well, what the fuck? They're not over here either. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is another whole like huge open basin where I'm like, if they had done that, they're like, right there. they got to be right there somewhere. There's no way that you couldn't see them. So I look at Tyler and I'm like, well, this is fucked up. I don't have no idea where they, <laughs> where they just they? disappeared. They're t- like totally gone. Like they're not on that side. They're not on this side. Fucked if I know. So we turn and we start working back forward up the middle of this bench. Checking Fuck. the sides. And Check it, kind of like looking like, left, looking right. right to us. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, I just see a back of a sheep like coming right onto this bench with us. I was like, Fuck, I turned around. I was like, they're coming right on the same bench with us right now, like now. So I turn around. We both start running. And I'm, as we're running away from where the sheep are coming up onto this bench with us, I'm thinking like, oh, there'll be a rock for me to hide yeah. behind or something. And I'm like, there, there isn't shit. shit. Nothing. Not even a rock the size of a softball to get behind. Nothing. I see him looking back. Like I just keep looking. I'm like, oh, they're not here yet. Oh, there's going to be something I can see to hide behind. Nothing. Oh, they're not up here yet. Finally, I turned and I was just like, fuck. I just got on my knees. I grabbed the rifle and I looked down at it and I made sure that the, because I was like, fuck, these things are like 60, 70 yards away. I made sure that the scope was on three power, not cranked up to 10 power. And I was like, I looked at Tyler and I was like, they're coming right on here with us. And you were like, fucking just shoot. I was like, I'm going to have to shoot. We're gonna, like, we can't put a spotting scope. And you're like, just fucking shoot them. <laughs> you look at you and it's like, just fucking shoot. First sheep that came up was the one that I wanted to shoot. And it was like at that, at 60 yards or whatever it was, maybe 65 yards or something like that. The first ram that came up, I was like, whoa, that's the one. Well, I had my binders Guaranteed. on. I'm I was like, that's, like him. that's the one that I want to shoot. Frank's and I like, just like. Frank's like. Should I shoot him? I'm like, fucking let him have it, man. He's right yeah. I was like, we're, we're not going to be able to put any spotting scopes or anything. You're like, fucking shoot him. <laughs> Pow, I shot him right in the chest. He just went down like a sack of shit. I ratcheted around in, flipped the safety on. I was like, safety's on, round in the chamber, handed Tyler the rifle, pulled out my binoculars. You had your binoculars going. You're like, no, you didn't. You had the scope. At that point, because you look through the scope, you're like, the rifle, that's the yeah. you're like, that's the one, that's that full curl rim. And at this point, it's 60 yards, and you're like on the same plane as them. And you're like, he's fully full curl, no problem. Pow! <laughs> and, and at that point, at that point, I'm like, I'm looking through my binoculars at 60 yards, and I'm like, fuck, shit's close. Holy hell! Well, not, like, because he, you toss me the rifle, and as like I get on, like pop the safety off and get on it my like that ram had taken the place of your ram he must have been right on his ass right behind him yeah he popped up and i'm like oh yeah i mean like perfectly level plane i'm like yeah, no he's doubt about girl. it yeah and i was just getting ready to squeeze one in his chest like just stack them up on top of each other and he turned to jump off the ridge and you're like don't like because there's other because there's four other rams like right behind yeah. him coming up and as he turned, there was one's ass like right behind his front shoulders, and you know, and I'm like hearing all this. It's like slow motion, you know, processing all this shit. And so I swung it back to shoot him far back, like you know, liver guts, whatever. Just so I enough to where it's sure to clear one behind him because mm-hmm. you know you get one enemy's freaking toast, right? And shot, and I must have missed 
You did. I mean, I, shot- I was watching, and you were like, "Got him," and I was like. Are you sure? <laughs> I was like, it didn't look like much happened to me. <laughs> I was like, fuck, that looked like you missed. You're like, no, I got him. Fuck. So then we started running. <laughs> then you're fucking run. Yeah, no, so, you know, shot, and I and I missed him somehow. Must have just swung too far, and because he's moving this way, and I'm swinging the other way, or something. You know, maybe not the most calculated movement I've ever. <laughs> shit goes, man. It's weird though. When the close. wheels start, when the wheels start turning like that, oh. and like shit starts happening, everything just like happens fast. Like yeah, you yeah. got and like. But I shot, and I thought I hit him, and I'm like, you know, and the other ones are all standing there looking down. I'm thinking, like, all right, well, they're watching him roll down the hill. Yeah. But we're like, got to get there now, so we ran up there, and. I mean, it was so fast. We ran by my sheep, and he's like staring at me as i ran by he's like trying to stand up like looking at me and i was like you're fucked and we'll just keep going we just keep running by him i was like he's not getting back up again yeah i didn't i didn't literally like from me to your knee away and he's like standing there looking like not standing there like he's laying down but he's like got his head picked up and he's like looking up at us I didn't I see just that. Like, I just saw keep him. fucking go because you were looking for your yeah, sheep. And I I'm saw like, him moving a little bit. But we had to go right by him, and I'm like, "Wow, well, like that shot was solid. He's not. He's not getting up." No. So down there, and then we look, and there's five rams standing there. I looked at and, him quick with the binoculars, and I was like, "There ain't no blood on any of those you know, sheep at all." Like swept, found the one. I'm like, yep, that's him. Shot, hit him. Yeah. And I end up shooting him like three times. Like he just well, you shot him. He f- kind of fell, jumped back up again, and at this point, they're just like it's like this steep, and they're all running straight downhill. And I'm just like, Fuck. don't get farther down there. <laughs> they just keep running straight downhill. It's like shit. You could have piled them up right here next to mine. <laughs> <laughs> ridden, you fucker. Listen to the doctor. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, no, me and me, but a few more seconds and had him down, and then we're like, yeah, shit. It's a lot of work in front of us. Got mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah, but well, yeah, you guys killed opening work. morning, and then you text yeah. me. What well, was opening? Well, that was, it was six, six o'clock. Six o'clock, yeah. right? Yeah, and then we ended up getting out on the same day. Yeah, and we, we killed ours two days into it. You know, yeah. by the time it was all said and done. So yeah, you had some work. We took pictures. We went down, made sure his was it was done and whatever that it was the sheep that we wanted and everything. We went back up. Got our packs, went to my sheep, took pictures, went down to his sheep, took pictures, then literally pulled out knives to cut tags and just like start doing everything, and it started fucking raining. Yep. And it literally didn't stop raining until we were done. Like, days later, it rained the entire friggin' time. Yeah, I've never had my feet so wet, like, in camp. Like, there was just no way to dry my boots out and my feet. Like, yeah. they were just pruned. I've never had time. sheep meat that was so wet before that I couldn't get dry. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, was we, concern to both of us. We yeah. were just like, pff, normally it's not, you know, you can put it on rocks and, like, get it, like, so that it's dried out and crusty and then, like, get it under rocks so that it's, like, not getting sunbaked and it keeps cool and everything. But this was, like, it started out wet and it stayed wet. And Well, like, cutting it when I, you know, like, because we got our system where all, like, skin and knock quarters off and stuff and Frank will be deboning them and it, like, works out to where he I'm usually finishes an hour. In an hour. You we know, can, he's usually finishing deboning while I'm skinning the head. 
And uh, one hour we can get it. So and the heads out of the cape, everything, and all deboned and in bags and packed and like walking away between the two of us. Yeah, nice. And uh, <clears throat> so, but I remember working on yours. There was raining so hard, the water's just like running off, like pooling up. Like in the sheep, like on any little like divot in the sheep, mm-hmm. just running off the rain gear. Like this fucking you sucks. know the meat? How it's got like it's like this slime that's on. It. When you take it out, it's got like air pockets almost on it. Yeah, they were like filling up, making these like water pockets on the meat. As I'm like trying to get the bones out of the meat, where I'd like take my rubber glove hand and like slide it along and like push like you know cups of water off of the quarters as you're like trying to cut it off i was like fuck man this is shitty yeah wet meat wet wet and there was was everything there was nothing you could do about it like it's like both i think two different times between getting back to the to where we were camped which we didn't get back there until midnight or some shit one o'clock and i was like another freaking my freaking headlamp was underneath all the meat and all the shit in my backpack and it's like Oh, do I just want to stumble along slowly in the dark through all these rocks and shit or dig all this shit out of your pack? You know how you're, yeah. you're like, you're do and... everything you can to avoid opening up your pack, yeah. taking it off your back, ripping everything out like to get something. So we just pushed on no, without yeah. headlamps. Like we cut up, I think we, it's like maybe 1045 that we got your sheep finally cut up and put in the backpack. Yeah. So we cut up mine, stuffed in the bag, just like freaking it wasn't that long but it was like, couple, it was like a couple, couple hundred, hundred yards, yards straight uphill yeah. like probably like 40 you know 45 degree slope or more and uh we get up to the top and i you know i'm dicking around with my backpack i'm like fuck i broke that's when i noticed that that middle piece was broke loaded with meat on my frame and like like kafaru has a bunch of different frames this one's a duplex light i think it's called like a really lightweight like slim frame but it has a one piece that this was like one of the the first model and they've since fixed it it can't break now um it's basically like a two, 250 spine carbon piece of carbon arrow just between like kind of as a spacer almost mm-hmm. and talking to Aaron he said some guys have broken like riding on the four-wheeler rack Oh, do you think maybe you fractured it on the four-wheeler rack? I don't think rack? so, because Bef- I would have noticed it. I think what happened was I had it loaded with meat and fucking rolled it over on a rock or something. Yeah. Um, you talked to him after we got back? Yeah, yeah. and I, I got another, like, he said, like, yeah, he said the, the, what they're using now for it, like, you're not going to break it. Right on. But uh, I was like, ah, fucking another thing. But it wasn't that big a deal. You're like, now my boot's broken, my, my boot's backpack's broken. <laughs> Jesus, give me that <laughs> rifle. I'm, I'm staying right here. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, it's about ten forty-five, and like we had to go work back up that ridge line. In theory, you know, like you're staying ridge lines all the way up to this peak, and then all the way down another ridge line, and it's still foggy as shit, like blowing in and out. You can't hardly see anything. So now you know, it's starting to get dark. So we just took our time and then what it was getting darker and darker and finally we're like oh there's the top we'll just freaking side <laughs> famous oh, last words we'll just fuck. side hill around this <laughs> we'll just scoot around this little bastard and and catch the ridge line on the other side it was a false summit that we saw <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn it. We're freaking side hill and side hill, and and the fog's like the worst to do that kind of strenuous bullshit. It looks like shit's so far away or so close. Yeah. Like, whatever you don't want. <laughs> and, you know, you get a little bit of break. But that's part of the reason I didn't want to use headlamp. Didn't, like, wanted to get back before we needed a headlamp because, mm-hmm. you know, when the when it's foggy like that, it just freaking kills your night vision. And then when you get a break in the fog, you can't, like, see the mountains around to, like, know. Because as long as you can see, like, some landmarks, you know right where you're at. But, uh what was it we're like walking around and you're talking about like this like people doing fucked up shit like this <laughs> or I don't remember can't believe we do fucked up shit like this for fun yeah probably I said something like that I'm like <laughs> this is not on the top 10 list of most most people's enjoyment <laughs> Stumbling around in the pouring rain in a fog in the in dark on the side of a mountain with a fucking hundred pound pack. And then yeah, so <clears throat> but we finally got around far enough where it was like we got a break. We're like, if we stay on the side hill, it's going to be a long fucking time. Or but we could see a notch in the ridge lines. Like if we just climb straight up to there, then mm-hmm. we'll be on top and be able to. Oh, we would have been hours had we not just like decided to go burn back up to yeah. the ridge. We totally misjudged that. So the the summit. Yeah, looking back when you get a break, you're like, oh yeah. Oh, the next was... day we were like, looked up there and we we're like, wow, we were way off on that call. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit different. Like, judge of how far you're walking and how far you've been when you're like going after sheep, as opposed to when you're carrying one back. Oh yeah, you're like, just drop our packs here. We'll only go like twenty yards, and then all of a sudden you're like three hundred yards later. You're like walking still. You're like, holy shit! Here's my backpack. Like, whoa, it seemed like I just walked over there in like two seconds. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, stumbled and finally, and it was like basically by Braille there at the end. Yeah. With the trekking poles. <laughs> yeah. I was like a couple Smack of the tent. <laughs> but you could see, you know, you could still like see well enough to see what was around. And there, like with the, the like white lichen and stuff like that, you could kind of. It was almost easier in the rocks at that point because you could like see the shapes of the rocks and know yeah. where to step. But yeah, yeah, we were fucking a couple of wet ass, just big, wet ass freaking Saint Bernards climbing that tent, man. Just yeah. like steam. This is definitely like the wettest I've ever been on a sheep hunt this year. Just soaked everything. Wet. Yeah, it never stopped. Yeah. The whole season. And I got the gators, my feet were the only thing that was dry the entire time. Your feet stayed I dry? I kept my feet dry the entire time. That was basically it, though. And it was just because I had gators on the whole time, because I was wet from the knees where the gators ended up. up. I was soaked. And, I mean, it's like you put the frickin' rain gear on because it's raining, but you're f- just soaked in fucking sweat inside yeah. there. So it's like... It's such a catch-22. Yeah, but the rain's rain freaking cold. The rain is colder than yeah. shit. That's what'll give you hypothermia, man. Keep yeah. your body I mean, in. and, you know, I've been around... Beat that fucking dead horse three ways to Sunday, but, like, all you know, and I, you don't, I don't sweat as much in breathable rain gear, but now, I mean, even, like, on our, on our hike in there, like... Half the time it was freaking raining and we're hiking in our rain gear. And you yeah. just like. You just take your shit off your and you pace yourself. Up, pace and yourself. Like, you start sweating, stop and stand there for a little bit. I'd rather be wet with sweat than wet with cold rain. Yeah. yeah. 
All, any day. Well, at least your clothes will work. Your insulating layers will work. Yeah. Like, when you got fresh, like, you know, I mean, last year, my ring gear totally shit the bed on me and could have been really bad. Um, but I, I tell you what, though, you come back, I have a Kafaro sleeping bag as well. Yeah. Fucking all my shit soaking wet. Climb right in that sleeping bag, go to bed, wake up in the morning, totally dry. Yeah. Inside of the tent, soaking fucking wet. <laughs> yeah. Inside the rain fly. Yeah. But all my clothes, everything that I have on, that sleeping bag just like sucks moisture off you. And it not, not only it does out. it like, it pushes it right through the sleeping bag and out, gone. Nice. Yeah. Dry. What well, What's the like degree on that bag? What do you run in? Like a, I run a zero degree a bag. A zero? Always. Yeah. I had a 20. 20 above? Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a good bag, but. And we, I mean, we talked about the bunch that, like, right at that time, I'm like, man, we're freaking glad we got synthetic shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you down know, Anything down, you'd be soaked. You'd be dead, yeah. Totally soaking wet. Yeah. And, and no, no coming back from being soaking wet. No, once it's wet, you it's know, wet. And yeah. And if, you know, like, and if we had, you know, if we had down bags, may have been all right, but we'd had to. Like stripped down, basically naked to get inside them and not soak the bag. And then putting you're putting your wet clothes on. A pile of wet ass freaking cold clothes. Yeah. It's awesome to be able to dry your clothes out while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's night. not the most. It's, it's not the most comfortable. Like you're kind of mm-hmm. swamp nuts, but oh for it, sure. But yeah. you're warm. You know. Yeah. I just it's a warm like, wet, not yeah, a cold it's wet. A warm <laughs> right. <laughs> it's moisty. <laughs> She's a little damp. I just assume like after day one, cheap season, I got swamp ass. Yeah, I'm gonna it, stink and, like, and I'm gonna be wet. I got body glide and it's like there's <laughs> reasons for bringing that shit. At one point you don't want at one point chaff, where hiking you don't want to be Frank's chaffed. Like, at one point where I hiking and Frank's like, ah, I gotta stop and clean out the old undercarriage and get this. <laughs> liquid that's dripping down from i'm like is it shit is that the word you're trying to say you're looking for <laughs> that body glide is good shit oh, oh it is it saved my like dude that saves that fucking remember your fat legs <laughs> rub together <laughs> boy you're nuts <laughs> it's like that body glide is just like it's there unreal. for me it's there and then like the, the outer edge of the the brush zone of the ass cheeks <laughs> yeah like, that no, can do, dude, that could cripple you. Oh, no, no <laughs> doubt about it. Like, done walking. Sorry. Yep. I'll be here for two days yeah. while this shit, like, airs out. <laughs> you know that body glide stuff, though? It's like a little tiny stick of deodorant that it's yeah. like... Bring your this, own. This oh, same. definitely. <laughs> right? And it's not it's for, worth fla- the it's not for flavoring Mountain House. <laughs> no. I used to do, uh, before that stuff, uh, cornstarch. Cornstarch oh. works great. Yeah. yeah. It's like a just a industrial freaking baby baby powder pretty much yeah yeah it works amazing but then it gets super wet and it just like congeals on that's you. yeah that's yeah. kind of like i used to use baby powder a lot and it's just and you end up with like clumping and you're yeah. like i'm not making pizza dough here <laughs> exactly i'm trying, I'm trying to fucking <laughs> little walk. balls of dole <laughs> running down your leg it's like yeah. what the fuck is that exactly I'm not looking for the freaking cookie dough for the co- yeah. ice cream. Oh. <laughs> yep. But no, then we were, we were just ended up staying in the tent for an entire day because it never quit raining. And I like had a little rubber cement like repair kit for a sleeping pad. And I tried, I you know, did a the first repair. That was the first boot. repair. Yeah. It was with just rubber cement. Rubber cement and yeah. duct tape. And, uh, you know, the duct tape doesn't last very long because the rocks just eat through it instantly. But. Yeah, freaking just took it, you know, we 
ideally would have been nice to get started going out like that afternoon or something, but it was just shitty. Like, no, well, there's we, nothing you can do with the meat because we it's had just, brought twelve days of food. So yeah, I originally brought fourteen, and then we toned it down to twelve, and then it was kind of just like, well, it's pouring rain, everything's wet. I was like, I don't feel like going anywhere. I just lay here in the tent. I was like, we've only been out here for a few days. I was like, all and I got to do is go. we had two James Bond movies on Frank's phone. Oh, yeah, we had James nice. Bond. So. Pushy galore. We've watched, <laughs> <laughs> we, we watched two James Bond movies like eight times each. <laughs> that was nice when we got stuck uh, in the sleet and everything on that saddle with cell service, just dicking off on the phone, watching movies. Yeah. So I told you, I was like, till yeah. you get up there, you'll have phone service. Don't yeah. don't fuck around with your injury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first time we went up there, Tyler smoked all of his batteries the first night we were watching there. Donnie we're watching Donnie Baker videos. <laughs> we sat in the tent. Well, it was a snowstorm and a blizzard laughing our asses off until there's no more batteries left. <laughs> oh, shit. I think I only went through like uh, 40% of my inreach the entire time because I just turned on at night. Nice. See, you got the one. Fuck. I'm, I kind of so like I got had, the new one. He's he He's the got old the older one. one. I bought a brand new one. <laughs> I know, but it, you, you got the. You, you got that one. This was the one you have? Yeah. And that's. I wish that I, I had bought that one. The, I got the mini, I and I did too. And I wish that I had the battery does gone last back a lot longer, though. way longer in that one. Well, it's nice too if you're not with a phone, you can actually use that one. Still. Well, you can, and well, you can mini, with a mini too. But tough. wow, it's even tougher than that one yeah, is to exactly. t- to like send a text message. But you can be like, my leg's broken. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sure you'd figure it out. L-B-R-K. You know, B R K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I deco- actually have my my. <laughs> you know how you can send three pre-recorded yeah, yeah. messages. One of mine is one of mine is sheep dead. One of mine is okay, and the other one is I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how man. many uh, how many messages did you go through? Oh, fucking tons. Yeah. You oh, just, yeah. You, I text you have, like, Carrie. Have unlimited plan I or something? No, I don't. I, I just keep mine turned on all year. So, and I keep mine turned on all year as well. But I do the 40 messages. You just pay for the extra. I just pay for the extra. And it, it turns out being cheaper over the course of the year because there's all these months that I'm not using it. You know, exactly. in the spring, I use it a lot. In the fall, I use it a lot. But And in the winter, I use it on and off quite a bit with snow machine trips and stuff. But there's so much time in the middle that I'm not using it that if I just pay a little bit extra for a couple of months a year, it seems to be equals out less than what... The whatever the unlimited plan is, yeah, yeah. I think I went through forty-two at sheep camp. If he'd been by himself, it'd oh, be like eight hundred and seventy-three. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, yeah, I think like thirty-eight of them were for Frank. Oh. Like, back well, that's forth, just like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? What do yeah. you got? Yeah, yeah. That's just it for me. It's just like once I'm in the tent at night, I'm like gonna text Carrie and you know see how she's doing, tell her that everything's good, and this is what's going on. We found sheep or whatever, you know, and then I got like other people that are out sheep hunting that I want to text and be like, did you find anything? What's going on? You know, like I'm excited. What's going on? You know, well, that what I got from me was like, text me back. I need reports. Like I gotta (laughs) know. Like what the fuck is going on in there? Yeah. Cause I think I told like the message before that we found some. He's like, fucking Carl. Answer his phone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, how hard is it to just text me and tell me you found something or nothing's happening? (laughs) It's like, sorry. We're yeah. Yeah. 
It was fun, though. And then, yeah, I did the same. I had a buddy that he drew Toke, or the guy who shot that big one in Toke last two years ago. Yeah. 40. Yeah. He went back with a buddy that drew this year. Oh, no and shit. They ended up being in there for 12 days and never found a legal ram. Really? Yeah. Same? Did you go to the same area? Same. Right off the, yeah, one of the rivers that yep. they float yep. out of. Yeah. Right off the, uh, <laughs> some river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. You got to really think about oh, that. Oh, you? Yeah. You be careful. I feel like we're just sitting there bullshitting in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they ended up uh, on day like 12 or 13. They called it and uh, they shot a massive caribou. They're like, oh, oh no shit. We're going to get something. So they ended up killing a big caribou. Right on. But that day after they killed that caribou, or maybe, you know, I might have the timeline a little off, but two guys came up and uh, they had hiked pretty much 10 miles in from the other side. They did 10 miles this way. These guys ended up doing 10 miles that way. They killed a ram 800 yards from their camp. Holy <laughs> shit. That day. And, and they're like, yo, there's one more in there. There was two of them. And they're like, we're out of food. We're out of time. Like, and we got a huge caribou to yeah, carry out of here. Yeah, and they're like, we just can't do it. But yeah, they ended up killing a big one. So there was some in there, but he said, I think they got hit. I mean, a lot of places it, got hit pretty hard this spring. It sounded pretty yeah. bad. Talking like to biologists and stuff, efficient game. He said yeah. all those numbers were smoked. Yeah. I mean, what did you guys think where you were at? I mean, do you? Think? It was kind of hard to tell because... Is that just a sweet spot so it holds rams? Or? Not necessarily, but we didn't get enough time to get out and like poke around and that see what was and, going on, yeah. Which is sweet, too. I mean... It is. It's... <laughs> I, I'm one of these years I have to be like... Once my 10 goal is met, yeah, I have to be like... Don't shoot the first legal sheet, you know, like, wait and hold out. There's only one way to shoot a 40-inch ram. Either you're shit hot, luck, lucky, and it just walks out and you shoot it, or you pass a lot of sheep well, part, in order to do it, it. And part of it's hunting where 40, Big sheep live. Hunting in areas that produce 40-inch rams and, like, yeah. where we hunt a lot, like, they're just, they're the not likelihood of, of finding one is nil. Well, look at how old that one was that you shot, you know, and mm-hmm. he's not even anywhere close to 40. Right, exactly. You know? And he never probably was his entire career. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, just a super old 12-year-old ram that would never be full curl. I yeah. think like, that I, I think that I saw that sheep in 2016. That picture you showed me. Yeah. 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 It's the same sheep. It, I mean. I think it is. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. I was like, man. And in 2016, I was like. Can I want to I want to shoot, shoot that sheep someday. I wish I'd have been like, I was yeah, like shoot it. Someday, I'll shoot this one over here. I was like, someday I want to shoot that ram. He'll be a nice, at that point in time, I think he was seven years old. And he wasn't, I mean, yeah. not full curl, but he was like super wide. And I was like, I love that's super cool. He's like so wide. Yeah, he's so splayed out. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gorgeous sheep. That's, so. when, we were, that's when we were trying to kill that one. Yeah, exactly. This double broomer here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We tried to kill him that year and couldn't get it done. Yeah, tried a bunch. That ram was freaking. It's like Wiley. such a pain in the ass one year, and then so easy the next yeah. couple <laughs> years later. You know, it's like what the hell. Which one scores the best? That one? I don't even know. I mean, that one's up there pretty good. I mean, that's got a heavy mass all the way through, huh? <laughs> None of my rams like score well enough for me to really put too much into scoring them but uh i randomly i've never scored any of my sheep but because there was a bunch of talk about 
scoring cheap and shit, and then the hundred whatever you sent me that paperwork, yeah. it's like hundred and eighty four and you know six eights or whatever the hell it was. <clears throat> I was like, well, shit, this isn't that difficult. I just like measure a length and divide it yeah. by four and take four measurements and add all the shit together. And I didn't calculate the half inch difference between left and right, and mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of like half acidly did it, but. That ram scored a hundred and fifty three and four eights. Yeah, I think I think I did year years ago. I think that one was like one fifty six or something like that. Yeah, kind of in that range. That one Justin killed uh, out of the toke unit. Mm-hmm. Um, that went forty on one side, thirty on the other. That one missed book by like five inches. Or oh yeah, no, no, it takes a massive. No, you have to have a huge, huge ram to yeah. like. It's unreal how big they have it's to one, be. Yeah, yeah, it's like one of the very toughest animals I think to make Boone and Crockett is yeah. all sheep. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough. When, when that one hit forty, I was like, that one's got to be real close, you mm-hmm. know, or not you, even. You know? And he's like, yeah, and a lot of a lot of that area sheep in those areas don't carry a lot of mass. I mean, they're in there. Don't get well, me wrong. Thing goes up to nothing. But a lot of them are like, they just don't, you know. Yeah. They don't have heavy bases. No. They don't have any mass to them at all. That was a super young sheep too. Yeah. I guess I mean mine is too. It's wicked young for being tight curled yeah. like that. It's probably like the size of that one, huh? In the corner, maybe even smaller. No, yeah, no, that's a pretty young. No, oh, yours is than, yours is bigger than that. That one, than that sheep yeah. for sure. Oh yeah, that's my pygmy, yeah, pygmy ram. That's pretty wild. That one's full. No, he's like, and he's like significantly over full curl. Yeah, it's weird. It, it was really cool. To that go. was the third. That was the third sheep I killed, and that was interesting. He's a good one to get. Called out it your G. pygmy ram. Good, is yeah, that well, he's like everything about him was like tiny, little. He uh, good one to get out of the gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> There was when I went into fishing game to seal my ram. Oh, there I was a guy and a gal coming out of there this year, and I was like, "Nice, right on, good job, congratulations." They were walking out, and I was Jesse was letting me in, and uh, I was like, it's "Right on, congratulations." She's like, "Yep, it's legal." Uh, she she held it up, and I was like, "Holy fuck, that thing is tiny, five and a half year old ram." Full curl, like be, beyond full curl by shit, inch and a half, two inches maybe. She's like, yep. Drew Delta this year, we went in there, my husband and I, we sheep hunt every year. He looks at me and he's like, what did he say? I'm 74 and my wife is 69. Wild. They went in fucking, he's like, every year we go and go to sheep. Went in there and fucking knocked one down, packed it out. He's like, we're... We're kind of getting older, so we got a small one this year, so it's easier to pack out. And I was like, that is so friggin' cool. Good on you guys for, like, getting out wild. there and doing it and just, like, keep going, keep doing it. Yeah, that's the only thing that keeps you doing it is just keep doing out it. there. Yeah. Yeah. What did frickin' O'Connor say? Sheep hunting's a young man's game, so naturally at 69 I had yeah. to go sh- shoot yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. No, but... That dude, though, he was a freak species. So, oh, yeah. Like, there's something different. There were some of them. Someone was asking for, like, we need to put together, like, a reading reading list. Oh, books like, to uh, read? Obviously, yeah. like, Alaska's Holy Wolfman, shit. Jim Reardon, Born on Snowshoes. I can't remember the author. 
There's a lot. The All the um, we need to put together an official list. Any of, of the Jim, any of the books that Jim Reardon interviewed people like. You know, Sydney Huntington, all that. That's yeah. like Shadows on the Koya Cook yep. and all that stuff. Like any of those books that he was a part of are freaking. Oh, yeah. Are amazing reads. There's, I mean, for me. Above the Arctic Circle by James Carroll. That's a really good one. There's a ton of awesome Alaska books to read. But for me, never going to Africa or, I mean, maybe I never will. Who knows? But uh, Robert Rourke. Yeah, wrote a bunch of books that are fucking incredible, like Horn of the Hunter and Use Enough Gun, uh, or two of them. Um, I read a bunch of books that he's he's um, written that are absolutely amazing. Like back in the forties and the fifties, when the safaris were like two months, yeah. you bring your wife and like the whole thing is like this huge ordeal with forty porters and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, the other one is. Uh, WMD Bell, and that was in the late 30s, early 40s. Um, he was straight up an ivory, a elephant killing machine. Yeah. Where he would like shoot 40 elephants in a day, where they had like 300 porters carrying nothing but ivory. Like whole villages following him, just following him, like eating. Yeah. Like every elephant was eaten, everything was like utilized. But he was like there to harvest ivory. Yeah. And. Just to read these books, like in comparison to like the kind of stuff you hear about and can do today, just to read that stuff just blows your mind in half. Yeah, like I read, <clears throat> I read, I was like on a goat hunt one time. I read a few of those like um, capstick stories, like it was a Peter Hathaway capstick or capstick Hathaway, like famous, like after, like Death in the Long Grass. I think he wrote. All right, um, and I'd be like phenomenal stories and whatnot but when i was over there my ph was like yeah he tended to embellish a little bit mm. <laughs> supposedly but they're pretty entertaining to read but yeah so what freaking rained all day the 11th and then the 12th we finally it was about noon the 12th that finally like started breaking up and we started walking Stop bitching yeah. and started Stop. moving. <laughs> Stop procrastinating. Yeah. That's like the worst spot because you're like, oh, it feels so good, but this is going to fucking suck. This is going to be rough. Well, we, we had a huge mountain to go over to get back. I had to just pick like rocks in front of me the whole time. Like yeah, come that's, up that saddle yeah, and shit. Yeah. Like, there'd yep. be one 20 feet. I'm like, all right, just get to that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got two minutes to catch your breath. All right, get to the next one. Like I'll literally count. I'll be like one, yeah. two steps. Yes. One, two, three, four. And I'll be like, okay, count to twenty and then go to thirty. Yeah. Well and that saddle got so steep too. I was counting my hands as steps too. I was like, God, if I touch the tundra with my hands too, it I'm counts. Oh, that is yes. a <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it's it awesome. Like we because the first day, yeah, we got our our camp, or like meet and camp into that one next saddle, mm-hmm. which was like, as you're you're going out, like the climbs get slightly less severe. Right, get a little more there's into the foothills. There's bit. one that my uncle Jerry calls like, cause he hunted in there when I was a little kid. Little kid, like he calls when I describe after the first time I hunted in there about 14 years ago. He's like. Oh, that's the hill from hell. <laughs> and it was a he ain't fucking kidding either. Pain in the ass. What? It just seems like it never 
It's relentless. It just goes up and then it flattens off a little bit and then it goes up and flattens and up and flattens and up. And it's like those flat spots are like 50 yards wide. Ugh. And you just like keep climbing up and up and, and up, up like, and up and like, up. Boom, straight up, little flat spot. Yeah. Straight <clears throat> up. Boom, straight. Yeah, it's. There's just, uh, yeah, doing it for one year, like there's seriously, just, there's nothing easy about there's it. There's no easy way to like, do it. You, you know, just, you, yeah. you freaking like. Mentally, like just have to tell yourself, just grind through it. Like, yeah. That's, you, that's it. If you mm-hmm. take it, you know, you take one trip and just suffer tremendously or hurt yourself. Or you take two trips, and it's it's definitely a lot easier. Like the coming back is much easier. You can go right. fast, empty, but it's not. It still sucks, especially <laughs> after you've had. Fuck, I take my backpack off, and I'm like, God damn it! Where's a basketball room and a yeah, basketball when I that. need it? I'm like, I feel like Spud Webb. I could fucking just jam that son of a bitch right in there. <laughs> you feel like you could like lift off like freaking Mary Poppins and just yeah. float away when that backpack comes off. It's like, holy shit! This is amazing how light my body feels right now. Oh, and then you kind of like stay around like you're drunk. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. just your body's limbo is all off. And yeah. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, we did that, you know, seven-day grind for sheep hunting. Then we did another five days for finding a caribou. Yeah. And when we came down the mountain finally with that caribou and threw it off at the Subaru, and I knew I didn't have to put that pack on for a couple more days, I was pretty freaking happy. Right. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, dude, we're already at Eagle Summit. What do you say we just drive to Central, grab a six-pack of beer, like have a couple beers and take our time getting out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just... Oh, done having the pack on my back for a little bit like i, I don't yeah. you know if you got to do it you got to do it but, but it's like i'm good with not putting it on for whatever though when you have eric come up here and then like have a successful sheep hunt with him and then ha- like he got a caribou tag and have that be a success like oh. all the way around have successes and yeah. be like fuck we ground this out yeah. and it was there was times when it sucked and there was times when it was awesome and the whole thing all in one you know is we d- it's done yeah. like i got yeah. it all done everything all my goals were met yeah <clears throat> well that that dude don't have it easy either because the first time i ever invited him up i took him to kodiak and we ended up getting chased around by bears and <laughs> going goat hunting for a week and he ended up shooting a boone and crockett deer like his nice. first alaskan species was this massive nine point freaking blacktail no shit and he shoots it and we get up on it and he's like Yo, dude, you told me these things were tiny. He's like, this is bigger than my whitetails in Minnesota. Like, it was a freaking porker. Like, it was a 250 deer. Like, it was massive. He's nice. Like, what the fuck we can do with this? I was like, oh, I guess I'll go back to camp, man. Eat this son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he knows the grind, and he's always down for it. Yeah. No, to shoot a combo like that, you know, in two weeks is yeah. you know, pretty special. It's awesome, yeah. And the country you guys covered, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the way down to Delta, all the way up to Galbraith Lake, and then all the way to Central. Yeah, in two weeks. That's a lot of Alaska. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's a lot of different country too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah. But yeah, we freaking we made it out of there. What the last we had of like a hard one hard hard day. It was like we were hiking for like twelve or thirteen hours straight. I gave that, that day. I was like, I'm done. We got to a certain point. We we're going to go all the way with the meat. And I was like, I'm done, dude. My knees, my back, everything. Yeah. I was like, and it didn't make sense. I'm just going to cash you my, make the trip. I'm just going to cash way. myself out. I was like, this is horse shit. I was like, I can't go any further than this. So we dumped everything. And we walked all the way back, got our camp, 
Well, we took a and nap then walked, for like an hour. And then yeah, we did. That's right. Pass right out for a little bit, and then that's that's one that's like hit or miss. That's tough getting up after a nap. Oh. You're already tired. It's like <laughs> mountain nap. Yeah, that's a tough one. Bad. <laughs> like I could be sleeping until tomorrow. Especially when it's raining and shit. Then you're in the bag all warm. And yeah. You hear the rain outside. It's like, <laughs> ooh, I don't know. And it was one of those days. I don't know if it was. I think it was that day. Like my repair started freaking. Oh well, I was just gonna say. I was just about to say that. How many repairs into your boots are we at this point in time? There well, was multiple. I the one, but it was like maybe there was three multiple major ones. times that you repaired your boots. But the last one was like we're walking out in the porch. Like you mentioned, like you never think about like how your body like knows just how high to pick up your feet. Yeah, because then you catch like the corner of a rock sticking up, like back to. I did. I, mean, I was, it was like, it, it was literally like, like four inches like, back. You know. uh the fuck is it um shit i feel like nitwit <laughs> hand eye coordination oh, yeah. sorry <laughs> hand eye coordination is like tells your foot to like you look at something and you're like okay my foot has to come up this distance to go over that and it's like there's a tiny little bit of your boot delaminated and it literally it could be like hanging down a 16th of an inch and that all is out the window all yeah. of a sudden. I, I absolutely smoked my Kenetrex. They're they're done. Like really, the front toe ripped apart. Like they delammed. Like they look awful. That's you but destroyed them. Bum the whole the whole front, like from that toe right there, ripped and peeled down the side. Jeez, no shit. I, I mean, I can't talk shit about. Have them. you used them in the past? Have you had them for a long time? They're like an eight-year-old boot. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about Kenetrek. Will you buy another pair? Oh, instantly. Yeah, yep. I love right them. On. I, yeah, no, that's a lot of that's yeah. a lot of time for. A they they like got a, a new boot. I'd be like, mm-hmm. they got to have six or eight hundred miles on them. Suspect. I think. No, oh, right on. Yeah. No, that's the shit but, right there. But yeah. just doing, you know, like that amount to them, like they're just smoke. Yep. Yeah, at yeah. the end of their life already, you yeah. put them through hell. <laughs> All right, here's your final sheep hunt. We'll final. take you through this. Yeah. Then put us on the mantle or throw us away. Like, yeah, we're done. The last, yeah, the last repair, I ended up just squirting a bunch of super glue in there, and I'd, like, close it and open it and close it and open it and blow on it, and then, you know, jam it tight, and then Luco tape. You, I was going to say, we switched from duct tape to Luco tape. What's Luco tape? I don't think I'm familiar with this. Oh, what is Luco tape? Yeah, Luco um, tape's epic. That much of an amateur, I guess. Oh, you oh, gotta man. get you some of that stuff. What is it for? Just all around? It's like, for I tape like my blisters? feet. I know it's places where I typically get like blistery hot spots on my feet. Yeah. That like now that I know where those spots are, I Luco tape my feet before I even start. So it's like a moleskin on steroids or something, or what? It kind of is. It's yeah. And like it literally super... takes like two, three showers when you get home to get, to get it, it off. It's like super heavy duty athletic tape. You know, like yeah. the old like Kramer athletic tape. Okay. Shit. You know how athletic tape though, if you're like you fold it around your toe, it leaves like pinched places where because it's not yeah. round. Obviously, it's it doesn't can't conform it. to. Yeah, you get yeah. those grooves and stuff. Luco tape for some reason like form fitting just forms onto wherever you wrap it around it like fits like and it w- sticks weird fucking flubber tape that you can be wet <laughs> you can feet can be wet and you put it on it sticks to your feet anywhere and, and stays now. there i mean i'll like like i'll pre-tape like just because uh, you know every once in a while you get blistering yeah screw it like just pre-tape heels or whatever mm-hmm. and and it stays on the I entire hunt this big toe has to get taped this big toe has to get taped 
I got a spot right here that I tape, and then the inside of this arch I have to tape, and I just do it. Just right away. Yep. And it'll hold the whole trip? The entire trip. Yeah. And it takes, like, multiple, like I said, multiple showers and scissors to get it off. Afterwards. After, yeah. It's good stuff. But it, <clears throat> and, it, and that definitely helped the boot, although, like, I, and even after the trip was over, that was still, that super glue was still holding. Right on. So did you um, send them back? Yeah, I sent them back. And, yeah. I mean, I got in touch with them right away, and they already, like, I should be getting a new pair of, like, a different model pretty quick and i wasn't to be honest like those boots i don't think they're made for what you were i mean probably they're skookum boots but they're not made to do what you just did to them i don't think is there a boot made for that though <clears throat> yeah those look my ken my my lower ken tracks like, i have like at this point in time 750 800 miles on them something like that Tibet's. yeah yeah. yeah, Tibet. Is that yeah, what I said? Tibet's. Yeah. yeah, you said Loa Kinetrax. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was like, no, which, which I mean, one is it? I got he- like heavy duty boots. They're a little bit better, and I just I just wanted to see what would I got happen hi- with. I have hybrid boots. <laughs> you guys don't even know what you're messing. Their uh, doctor has ultimate yeah. boots. <laughs> They're. Um, I was like the things I was unsure about was like all right well because the the rand on them like that protective rand on them and it had like these like dragon scale looking things. It's not like hard like rubber like on your Kinetrax or regular Loas. It's some like rubbery stuff that's in the little like scales. They look like they would peel right off, but they're poured into the fabric. And my was like I was like yeah it's sketchy like how's that stuff gonna hold up to the rocks like because it's super abrasive and tears it up and shit and the actual soles themselves are pretty thin um and i didn't know but i didn't really expect that delamination and assuming it's a fluke right like assuming like under the assumption that like that shit don't happen right typically and you know of course they said like all oh, we've never heard of this before you know um i'll give you guys some shit to worry about in the you know they would be a good like brooks range boot or like stuff where you gotta just freaking truck a lot of miles because they're super light they're lighter than any other boot i had um they in the rocks like side hill and like in rock piles and shit like that they don't have and say enough you can get by but the protection like on the sides of your feet where you get jabbed by rocks and shit like that jamming your feet down in rock piles that that's a little they're a little bit soft right there mm. but the stuff held up fine like it, there was no like Punctures you know i tore up like around the sides of the soles a little bit but there was no like discernible wear to that stuff so it was it was disappointing but i mean at least freaking got out but i guess if you don't you know you don't try them you don't know yeah but you know i mean they're stiff enough to be to do stuff like that i don't think they're probably designed for carrying super heavy backpacks but when the sole started coming off, it was like day three or something like that. It wasn't, we hadn't ever been carrying a heavy backpack aside from my fat ass, but. I hear you there. Um, you're heavy, you're a heavy backpack. I have a heavy backpack. <laughs> I'm a heavy load. I wear out my boots a lot faster than Frank does. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, freaking got back. We got back to the wheelers that one day and then, you know, I had to camp and after like, 12, 13 hours of hiking and had to camp and then go back and get our meat the next day. And then you got like a whole day on the wheelers too. Yeah. Well, oh, we, more we, than that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, well, well we, no, yeah. we hiked in, got the meat, 
Because it was we a, hiked in two miles, got to meet me, and then hiked back to our four wheelers, took down camp, and then rode out. I got home at midnight, I think. It was a long freaking ride. Yeah. Yeah, it's a long, long ride, then truck drive and drive yeah. and drive and drive. And, exactly. Yeah. Which I've been pretty <clears throat> happy. Since we got back from caribou hunting the other day, I softened up the suspension on that Suzuki, like the preload oh, on the shocks. That makes yeah. a big difference. Right on. Because I've been, I've been, got yeah, this new Suzuki King Quad 750, and I was pretty, pretty impressed with it. Um, it was kind of, it's definitely tippier than my Polaris. Like, it's a narrower wheelbase, and... I think my pre I, I upped my preload on the shocks on the front shocks and that made it like want to kick over. I wound I wound the Polaris right up some hills and Tyler couldn't hang. There was one, oh yeah. <laughs> she started the front wheel started coming up. I did jump off and slam her back down and said, Nope. <laughs> but uh no, it was I funny approach it like when it's when you start when you're heading up and you're looking and you're like, Fuck, is this gonna get hairy? I just get on the throttle. Oh, you got to. And I get, like, yeah. maximum velocity going. And I come into, like, the super steep <laughs> shit jump it at the going top. super <laughs> fast. Well, whatever. It's freaking, it's like, it's almost like you're lighter on the machine when the faster you're going, you're, like, just skipping along, going <laughs> up, straight up, super steep shit. Am I wrong? I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't know if that's a sound theory or not. I, yeah. Fuck, it worked. I mean, <laughs> if he it's got stuck, he you. always ends up stuck, and I'm like, fuck, I don't know what he's doing. I'm looking yeah, back, I'm like, I where is he? I just out, you know, and, but... Well, I always find, I'm always like, when in doubt, throttle, throttle out. That's, <laughs> like, that's been you a saying forever. Yeah. It, you know? It's just gotta, like, with the four-wheelers, it's like. you got to have your momentum up when you, you throttle out. You have to. You know, Otherwise, you can't, you're freaking going right Well, that's yeah. just it. You can't be like, oh, shit, this is getting steep. And, and you goose it, it. And you and then, flip the thing yeah, right over on your yourself. Running, yeah. And that's why I'm always like, I'm always looking like 40, 50 yards ahead where I'm like, I need to fucking get on it. Loggins in his. Right now. Danger zone. Pin it to win it. No, but up there. <clears throat> well, had the wife checked my email. Oh, you got an email from the like Suzuki rep, you know, because I'm like testing this machine, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, oh, if, wonders if you're done testing it. If you, you know, if you're done testing it yet, you know, take it back to the dealership. I'm like, this guy would probably shit his pants if he's seen what I already did to this thing and what I've got to do to get like, it back on. If home. I could send you a picture of where I'm at right now and what's about to happen again. <laughs> This guy'd be like, "Holy this shit!" Machine is not coming back. I didn't realize that our machines could do things like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, they'll, they'll do them. You know, they'll do what you tell them to, as long you as you want to go with them. Yeah, Frank's going to be real tough to stop once we get him some some big boy tires. I know, and I'm running some shit. My t- I still run the tires stocks that came yeah. on it when I bought the yeah. thing in 2016. All right, yeah. If you know yeah. how to ride it, there ain't nothing right. wrong with it. And when they wear it down, I'll just keep the chains on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Frank will be out there with a cutting torch, cutting like notches in his rims for grip. Sipe of the tires. <laughs> I'll just keep my chains on from winter plowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, keep yeah. running them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they did fine. So yeah, we got back out of sheep hunting, and then oh, I broke my fucking axle. Yeah, on the way. That's in. what he said. Yeah, that's a real bitch. We're only three miles into like twenty something mile ride, and I broke my fucking axle. That's, that's independent all the way around. Not huh? happy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I turned my four wheeler into a three wheeler. Yep. Real yeah, bitch. That's fine. No, that's it was fine. a front. 
It was. Yeah. I did like and the diff lock that that Suzuki had. <clears throat> and that thing's probably got power steering and all the Gucci yeah. shit on Although it. Although the power steering isn't like... I like the winch that he put on the Suzuki because it helped yeah. pull me out of all <laughs> the places that I was stuck. <laughs> the best thing about your four-wheeler, the winch. The yeah. winch. Yeah. I don't know. Power steering in my book is perfect because you have it. It's really nice. If it goes out, you're just back to a regular four wheeler. Yeah. Like, I mean, like it doesn't it's, stop it's notice, you at all. It's noticeable, but it's not like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, like, at least in the stuff we're driving on, I mean, just the, it's so rough that it's. Yeah. You get locked into like stuff and it doesn't matter what you have for steering. No. It's like tracking. through it. Yeah. yeah. But there were se- like then there were several little holes I got stuck in that you just flip the diff lock on and pfft, crawl right out of it. So that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, like to test that shit out, like you got to get in spots where like you got no other option. Well, there's all sort of circumstances too, where it's like you can turn around and come back, and I can hook onto you and pull yeah. out, or yeah. I can turn around, yeah, and you can hook you onto me, on. and like, I bet I basically tipped her over. If you're by yourself, you need to have like a piece of rebar and a fucking dead man hammer, yeah. something to hammer in and like hook onto because there's a lot of these places there's nothing to hook onto. Yeah. I carry like 300 feet of that uh, synthetic rope too, like the winch rope. Yeah. They make it in just lengths that with just a pulley on the end. So you can just keep throwing it out there until you find add, something. Add, uh, add, yeah. add, add, add. That's not yeah. a bad yeah. idea to get oh, to yeah, like, that because I carry like 100 feet of ri- like just junker rope. Oh, that shit is but, so cheap now on Amazon. Like, yeah, it's wicked yeah. cheap, and it's got like, the eyelets in it. Hooked to a bunch of tussocks and shit. Yeah, yeah just like, keep wrapping it yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. Or like you said, you know, bring a fence post or something, just make yourself a yeah, dead man. Yeah, And then, you It'd know. It'd be easy to, like, carry a piece of rebar, mm-hmm. you know? And just weld, like, you know, a stake on the end of it, you know, a cross member so you can pull it out when you're done. Yeah. Then you just hook the winch to it when you're yeah. done and just rip it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, the main thing when you're really stuck is just... Bring that winch back to you. Like, have enough rope to bring it back to you. Yeah. And then, so you're wrapping around something yep, and coming yep. back. And then coming back. <clears throat> that, you know, it doubles your force. And mm-hmm. then just Yeah, I carry out a, a pulley. I have a little the, block and back Yeah, of block and tackle. Block yeah. back of mine, too. Yeah, yeah, it's the way to go. Like, yeah. I've seen that those things pull out more shit than imaginable when you... It's not moving it at all, hooked to a tree, you run it back to the machine, it's just like... Done. Yeah. yeah. That and breaking suction. You know, you get stuck in those mud holes, you just got to break suction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's about, you know, because I put mud light twos on that that machine, and the only, like, pretty much just getting high-centered in, like, the, like, tundra soup is, like, the only thing that will get it stuck. Yeah. If it can grab something, it's, it's freaking yanking out. But, yeah, we freaking got back, and... We're actually kind of surprised there wasn't enough casualties in the Battle of Forty Mile Hill had to, to go close up. the season. So we're like, yeah, let's freaking go caribou hunt. Frank's like, oh, I got this buddy Carl. He's got the hot spot for us. I, I don't think that was the words, <laughs> but I said I saw some caribou, so that's as good as it I was could the do. Hot spot? Man. Oh, there's giant bulls everywhere. They're just. <laughs> I didn't. Fuck you. I didn't say that. I said like, they. Let's go. They shot a medium bull, and let's go up there and. Grease some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that was seriously the only spot I saw. No, and you guys went up at because you guys, yeah, obviously you were sheep hunting during the open. I heard like something's got to change with that hunt, man. Oh like, my ah, god, the oh, it's got to be out of fucking but control. Did you just see the way I've the never... tundra's destroyed? Oh yeah, it's unreal. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's unreal. I, we got up yeah. there and I was like, look at how bad this fucking is. Yeah, like, they just oh no, it is. It. It's pathetic. Yeah. Really. 
Yeah. And I can't imagine. I know some people that went up there and they were just like, we left. We straight up. There was people like herding caribou with dirt bikes, like trying to drive them to guys with rifles on four wheels. I'm like, this shit is not fucking legal. Like, yeah, you don't no. herd fucking wild animals with dirt bikes and shit. I was like, who is in charge of like dealing with all this shit? And it, I realized it's so like, many people there's too can't... many. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like, it's impossible to like deal with what happens up there. So you need to like, it needs to be nipped in the bud and this needs to be finished like you can't some i can't believe people don't get shot well you know and then you know and so and so was telling us oh yeah watch like someone on the side by side rip into this bull like kind of push this herd of caribou around jump out and you know whether it's a ar ak whatever yeah literally dump 30 rounds into this herd and hit four or five of them and two of them go off over here and like walks up to one shoots it four more times Guts it, you know, blows it in the machine, drives up to another one that he left alive, like, you know, however far away, shoots that one, guts it, and then leaves. Like, you know, I mean, just like, it's it's the kind of shit that, like, you can't believe these people exist. Oh, they're just maniacs up there. No, it's unreal. Yeah. And, and like you said, there's not enough, you know, troopers or DNR or anybody to stop it. Like, it's not you put 10,000 what... people on that mountain, you can't do anything about it. No, I know. And 10,000 is not total. an exaggeration. Like, people, like I don't everyone think so. I've talked to been up there is like, yeah, like, you ever been to Arctic Man? Yeah, it's five times as bad. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, Arctic Man's a lot of fucking people. Well, then what yeah. the fuck Arctic is... Man creates this, the, like, biggest city in Alaska like for one thing, weekend yeah. or whatever the yeah. hell it is. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's not cool to have that many people. It's it gives a bad name to hunting to us. Everybody. You Everybody know? that calls himself a hunter. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. not... It's and not it's, hunting. It's a X amount of people that are doing fucked up things that make everyone look bad. And it's like, well, the shit, the newspaper. Nick sent us that stuff yeah. the other day. It's like, oh, sent, yeah. oh, these people are fucking bringing caribou back and dumping them off Rep oh, Road or wherever yeah, the Nordale fucking... Or yeah, Nordale. exactly. Yeah, off yeah. the PD and Brock. Yeah. They're freaking... They were full yeah. caribou. Exactly. Like whole animals. Yeah. Cat, like they were cows. The heads were... It's not like they were shooting them for the antlers. People were just going up to blast them for just whatever reason. Just to shoot them to and... dump them on the side of the road. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, set out a mousetrap and kill... You know, yeah. whatever. It's like bullshit to go and kill an animal that's like somebody could be eating to and, dump it in a ditch somewhere. And even if you got back and it's like, oh shit, there's no freezers in town. What am I going to do? Like make some, like, you know, smoke the meat. Facebook, make some calls. Like people will take it. Any, it's there, simple to get rid there, of meat. Yeah. yeah. Well, smoke the meat. Take it. The food yeah. bank will take it. Yeah. They'll, they'll take everything as long as it's not ground. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, or or like they used to take ground, but any they would take anything, including not ground stuff. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, then what the fuck is Fish and Game thinking? Open it up to two caribou. Well, see, like, that's just is... gonna just alleviate the problem even more because they're gonna be like, all right, I don't know if I hit that one. Now I'm gonna shoot another one. Well, and, and then there's three ridiculous. of them laying there. It seems like they do something. Just when Ty- like every- Tyler and I were up there, and it was like. This is way after, and the majority of the herd is like moved on. Well, they're super busted. Yeah. Oh, I watched a guy in my binoculars, like, bang, 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 shooting on a ridge. Like, his background was good. Like, he was shooting in a good direction. He shoots, and I just happened to be like looking around, looking around, looking around. I see this guy pull up his four wheeler. I'm like, holy shit, there's caribou right out in front of him. Bang. 
I was like, holy shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's off his four-wheeler. He's, like, laying down. Bang. Bang. He shoots, like, four times. And I see the caribou's, like, you can see that it's hit. I'm talking, like, four miles away. I'm looking at my binoculars. This thing's fucking murked. I can see that, like, he's hit the caribou. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, throws his rifle on, hops on the four-wheeler. I see the caribou run and then stop and lay down. He comes ripping out this ridge. He's ripping along, ripping along, ripping along. And I see him. He stops. And I'm like, oh, no, keep going, dude. I was like, it's a little further. You got him. It's just laying down right there. It could be dead. Um, at this point in time, I'm like, oh, you got it. It's dead. You know, it's laying there. It f- died. And then all of a sudden, he does this loop. And I was like, fuck, just a little further. You got it. Like, you're just misjudging distance. And then all of a sudden, he's like, gets off the four-wheeler, walks around a little bit. And I'm like, no, don't give up. Don't give up. Like, you got it. It's right. Fuck, the thing is, like, right there, just a little bit further. Jumps back on his four-wheeler, keeps going. When he cruises along, the caribou jumps up, runs over the edge out of my sight. And I was like, holy shit, he didn't kill it. He hit it. It's wounded. I see him, like, drive around, like, doing these, like, hot laps back and forth on the ridge. Turn around. Drive right back to the road, back to oh. his truck. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's blood all over the ground right there. Yeah. Finish what you started. It's got to be an unreal amount, the caribou that just gets shot and left up there. And how well. many stories, like, oh, yeah, like people just blazing away at over a thousand. And I'm, we're not talking like guys that are like skilled, know what they're doing, shooting a caribou at a thousand yards. I mean, just like freaking sending, sending lead into a herd. Well, and it seems like every fucking year. You know, and not to find knock fishing game, you know, like it's freaking hard, but it seems like they always do something that just makes the problem a hundred times worse. Like, yeah, you got to get like, they're behind on the caribou they need to kill and they're going to freaking crash. But two days, you know, like a week before, before the season, the season. Oh, you can kill two. Oh, so every, you know, yeah. and, and like, you can and kill not to bull, pick, bull or cow. Yeah, and not to anything. like just like pick on Anchorage people. I mean, like being from Fairbanks, we pick on Anchorage people. Fuck yeah, we do. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, everybody like is like, oh, they must be everywhere. We can get two. Let's freaking go. Like, it just makes the problem yeah. even worse. Instead of being like, all right, well, we're just going to ride this out, see how it goes. And then maybe we'll let people kill another one in the winter season. Or there's got to be a better way to Or just it. leave it open. Or just know? leave it open. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to come and go. They're going to migrate back onto the but Eagle Summit yeah, and everything. That's, yeah. That's exactly. They always do. Yeah. Like, they, there's certain amount that just live there. Like, at a certain exactly. point. Exactly. Like, yeah. I kill one every year on Eagle or on, you know, behind there yeah. in the good drainage. And, yeah. But I went to, I had to go all the way down to Nanana to drop a log load the Friday before it opened. So I mean, it opens. watching vehicles. It opened shoo, Monday. Shoo, I'm driving shoo, down on shoo. a Friday. Every other vehicle was an RV or a truck with four-wheelers behind it. Yeah. And I'm like, these freaking dudes coming up out of the valley thinking that's just going to be a chicken shoot up here, turkey shoot. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. I have a buddy of mine from down down south down there, and he called me up, and he was like, what do you guys got going to war going up there? <laughs> He's like, I'm doing some road work on the parks, and all I see is side-by-sides and four-wheelers, every single vehicle. Yeah. Must be battle up there somewhere. The battle of I was like, mile. holy yeah, shit, man. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I can't get too involved with all that because it scares me. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely wild. Yeah. But yeah, leave it open. You know, put it at one. Leave it open for... 
two months. That way it gives guys like us that are sheep hunting and doing other things to have mm-hmm. a chance to go up like. And just alleviates. I just feel like whatever they do, it creates like this panic, like, oh, we got to get up there. They funnel everybody into now, it. You know? Yeah, they funnel everybody into it. You know, and yeah, it's, it's just. Well, and how many disgusting. years do they do this, and then they close the winter hunt? Like, yeah. Well, oh, oh shit! Yeah. Now it's last year. Yeah. Now it's end of October when we're done doing, you know, the rest of our killings. It's like, oh, it'd be nice to go up, and put a caribou in the freezer. Oh wait, we're not going to open it because we killed too many. Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? Like, but then, guys, oh, we changed yeah. our mind. We're going to have a random drawing in March. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was <clears> that? You yeah. know, I'm not saying I didn't like it because I drew a tag. <laughs> Me <so>. too. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was pretty random. I shot one, and uh, we were on the backside of uh, Eagle, way in there. And then I we came out with it, and then there's Frank sitting on the side of the road. And he's like, where the hell were you? I was like, we were way back of the shit. He's like, oh, you should have just been on the road. They all came running, you know, right over the hill. I was like, the only reason they came running over the hill <laughs> is because my dumb ass was back there and chased them this way. It was like thousand. Oh, I don't know. They're just like I mean, there was all sort of like sixty here, fifty there, whatever yeah. the deal was. But it was like after I shot mine, I was just like, look at them. They're they just pouring like over, yeah. Thousand plot, like they just keep coming and coming and coming and yeah. coming and coming. Yeah, we're it's back crazy there. when they're not like clumped. It's like single file line because there's snow. Yeah, and they're just like following each other, and it's just like a line that just keeps going and going and going. Yeah, it's and pretty going. wild. <clears throat> yeah so yeah i mean yeah something gotta something definitely something there, there's got to be like a a happy medium yeah. for that for that hunt well can't they like allow people like certain blocks of time like can't there Possibly. be a way like well, all right you, it's, so you, it's a it's a subsistence hunt it's right a subsistence like herds they have to provide right. so, a certain number of like subsistence or certain hunting subsistence hunting opportunity with that herd but Mm -hmm. they could in theory i think you know like say like x amount of people two weeks and then the next and then like make the rest all draw and spread it out or something like that there's got to be a way because you know no matter what now like with this it's there's just so much it's getting worse every year stuff that goes on with it well, we went in there. We went to where you told us. And we went in there and we're like, oh, there's caribou. There's another caribou. And we're like, ah, well, let's like poke like around and little, see. Like little cows and dinkers, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And we're like, let's go to where he told us to go, which we we're totally off anyway. So it didn't really mean. Pretty but, close. I mean, yeah. But let's go up here and we're going to like get up on this ridge and like look and see, you know, before we just like shoot the first thing we see. And I was as like, we were, I had. As we were going up, we seen one. One caribou in up the in the head of, of this in basin. The head of this basin, we're like, all right, continuing on our way. So a whole day we're up there doing this, doing that, doing whatever, and we end up like glassing up all sort of sheds. Yeah. So while we're up, while we're up there, there, that's oh, where they went. Jesus I, uh, Christ! <laughs> so I just forgot all about this. Shit. While we're up there, <laughs> and we like got our four wheelers, like like Frank bombed up the hill, and I about flipped my wheeler, so I backed down and went around. Got up. Anyway, we're like, God, oh, well, it's just a, you know, few hundred feet. Let's fucking hike up there and just so we can get up on the ridge and glass the other side, maybe shoot something, pack it back down, whatever. We had our backpacks and everything. So we like went in one spot and sat and then moved up to a higher rock. And we're like literally, I mean, it's no secret. We're in 40 miles. So, like we're literally like sitting on the Pinnell Trail. Yeah. And 
sitting there and looking over and seeing all sorts of freaking which little detour like someone asked me like i made like a post about a you know that that four-wheeler and like a digging it and some guys oh yeah i remember my first beer which was pretty funny it's like oh, i'd get you side by side oh like, yeah, sorry man those like, things. i fucking hate side by sides yeah like the, objectively like they're a super cool piece of equipment and whatever but like for my use i can't get them where i can get a four where i but want you, where I want but you see what the tundra looks like up there now because of those and things that's <clears throat> part of the deal is like part of the thing that turns them off for me is all these freaking morons? They're like big, it's, it's heavy. It's even posted. It's like, all right, like you can use your side by side on this trail, on that trail, keep yeah. them on the trail, and people just go where the fu- like. We saw one ripping right up the middle of the walking, like on the Pinel Trail, str- like using the Pinel Trail as a trail, straddling yeah. the walking trail off Eagle right there. Yeah, you Jesus know, and they're Christ. you know, yeah, like no, it's fucking sad. Like yeah. really, you bomb enough stuff with four wheelers, they will tear stuff up eventually. So like, it's kind of a sliding scale, but those side by sides really tear shit up. Yeah, bad. they're heavy. They're, yeah. they're heavy, and yeah. So uh, I just have a freaking bias. I just hate them. I don't. There's nothing wrong with that anyway. being biased. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, I mean, as long as I admit it, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that I don't a... fucking like these things. Like, yeah. exactly. I'm not telling you not to use one. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I don't fucking like them. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. just my my choice. Anyway, um, so we're sitting up there and you know watching all sort of manner of shit go on. And that is a good way to put it. All kinds of manner of <laughs> shit. Oh, it is too. Like, that it's is fucking one pathetic. of the best ways I've ever heard it put. And, yeah, you know, it's we, like everything I see is like the shit that I was raised not to do. Yeah, is it seems like what I'm watching happening up there. So it's like, I don't. And know. so it's we're shitty. just like sitting up on this rock, just with our binoculars and rifles, and look over and what probably a mile away see a hiker coming you like, you first said you're like oh there's people hiking the pinal trail yeah. and i was like you're you, fucking brave no shit <laughs> that's and, fucked uh, up time of year to so decide you want to do this hike this hiker comes up and kind of like gets up on the hill still about a mile away like maroon jacket you know i'm like oh it's a chick it was kind of pink yeah like kind of pink pinkish you know and obviously like it climbed up this hill taking a break takes a backpack off and like hair flowing in the breeze and have you ever seen you seen tommy boy right oh yeah oh yeah you know so you know when um david spade sitting in the hotel the first, room hold yeah. on the first thing i said i was like this is gonna be a chick she's gonna be hot i was like she's gonna take her shirt off she's gonna air out she's been hiking she's getting sweaty she's hiking so one of the things like so fucked up one of the things i one of the things i do is like anytime we're out hunting like full-on like useless random movie quotes the whole time all the time so i'm sitting there and so the part of tommy boy where david spade's sitting in the hotel room and like Oh, don't give her the weight room thing. Yeah. Like the chick out of the pool. So I, I'm like looking at Frank's next to me. I'm like, don't worry, nobody's looking. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, it's naughty time. It's, he says it's naughty time, and I was like, I instantly knew what he was talking about, but I felt pissed my fucking pants. I gotta read, yeah. I'm like, it's naughty time. <laughs> more like that <laughs> oh my god i was literally fucking i was crying i was laughing so fucking hard so, anyway so you know like 
you know, we're not actually like totally perverted. And uh, so we're like back to do our thing. A few minutes later, I'm like, holy shit, I left that, like that Spartan precision, like the like freaking $700 tripod sitting on that rock down there. I was like, I got to go get it before we forget about it and lose it. So we're like half quarter mile away from where we had sat down the first time. He's like, oh my God, I left this shit laying on the ground. You another already- side, Another side note. On our way from where he left the tripod, we're walking along, and I was like, oh, fuck, there's a caribou carcass right over there. Let's walk over there. See if they took the meat or whatever. It's just like a dead animal laying here or whatever, because all I see is, like, antlers sticking up on the horizon. So we walk up to it, and as I'm walking up to it, I look down on the ground. There's a fucking SIG 1400 rangefinder laying on the fucking ground, like, underneath like the under, kind of yeah. like under a rock. And I was like... Pick it up, range. I'm like, well, oh, batteries are good. <laughs> batteries say full. Oh, this thing's brand fucking new. Don't mind if I Two hundred dollar range finder to like land right next to somebody's. I mean, it wasn't like they had shot the caribou and set taken all the meat and everything, and like set their shit down or whatever, and forgot about it. But so, so yeah, I ran down there. So Tyler lost his shit found too. The tripod, <laughs> and at this point, like you know, during some of this time. Our hiker started coming, you know, was obviously a guy coming. And so maybe it was like by the time, like, was already starting coming up because it was a long ways away when I went down. Oh, no, you were gone out of my sight when yeah, but Shim so, came back by. So, Shim. All I know is we're free. Like, I get the tripod and I'm walking back up and I'm like, oh, this will be, you know, whatever. Walking, because I'm walking right back up the trail. Come around the bend and it's a fucking dude. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I had sat up there the entire time, and like this chick that Tyler's like, it's naughty time. It's like keeps coming, 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 coming along, and I'm like glassing away, and every once in a while I'd like look over because we're literally sitting like right next to the trail, and all of a sudden I was like, oh fuck, that's a guy. (laughs) He's like, naughty time is a dude. Uh, I, so I'm sitting up there all by myself, laughing my ass off. <laughs> As then, one would be. And then yeah. I, I, I'm like, I don't even care about the fucking caribou now. I switch my binocular view to Tyler because I'm like, Tyler's gonna pass this guy, and he, I want to see him in my binoculars when he realizes that this is not a chick, this is a guy. <laughs> I'm watching. I see him. He's like. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm gonna jump behind you just silently. <laughs> oh man! And it, when he gets close enough to me, he's just walking at me, laughing his ass off, and I'm like sitting on the rocks, fucking crying, laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> Played yourself. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I walked it's right like, into that one. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Good from far, far from good. <laughs> I think I even said that you're like, well, she good looking. I'm like, well, good from afar. Yeah. <laughs> Very far from good. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, so, yeah. Yeah. We kept, but we kept uh, like checking back over this basin and uh, couldn't uh, like never seen that caribou again. What? I mean, how many times I was like, I don't know how that fuck thing got away. Like. Yeah, we found, we're out like, somewhere. oh, there's a fox down there. Oh, yeah, there's, we watched you know, the fox is like cruising around right in the same spot where that caribou is, just hanging out there. 
But then that's when we started finding antlers. Yeah, we we're like, oh, there's shed antler, shed antler, shed, because we're like so far up above yep. that basin. We're like, well, fuck that, it, we'll go down in there and at least like we'll come out of here with a bunch of shed antlers. Yeah, we were pretty much done. We're like, yeah, and and I said, it's like I don't even really care if I like I would like to put a caribou in the freezer, you know, but we wanted to see what we could see first and go cruising down the hill and. What we'd been down there a while, like tooling around, collecting shed antlers, and yeah, I went down for the furthest one down. I was like, "Oh, there's one more down there. I got to go grab." Talk about that beer. Well, you were cooler. Yeah, (laughs) you were down there. I thought you you were just talking. You were down there, and you had just furthest one way down there, down that cold one. (laughs) Well, you had been all the way down there, and you were all the way back up. Like I I was strapping some to my. Oh no, I came. Yeah, but I had gone all the way down there, like down far close to where we had seen that caribou earlier in the day and fuck you're strapping shit on the four-wheeler and i got back up there and i was like well shit there's caribou standing right there it's like standing there looking at us i was like i was just right there like three minutes ago right next to that fucking thing yeah they're weird creatures man like there's no especially when they're fucking shot already so oh yeah yeah so we well, grab the tripod, and he's throwing ranges, and I'm dialing, and what, you know, it takes a little while to get set up, and he's throwing ranges. I'm like, God, oh, it's probably going to be like 350 by the time I get settled, and it's about what I dialed for. Which it and, was, yeah. And stopped, and like, just took off running again. I'm like, fuck it, like, just let him just a little bit, like, out in front of his chest, and boom, and hit him like you, i mean like plain you could day, hear, hear it hit him whack you could see him like oh i'm like all right done. so get another yeah. one get another one in there and like he for like was hurt and, and finally like turned broadside and shot again but i didn't hear like this sounded different you know like sounded like hitting tundra or something i'm like how did i miss throw another one in i think i like shot three three times four, four maybe times? four times I'm like, but he was like, fuck, how am like, I missing? You know, and I'm like, yeah, hey, we'll keep shooting till he's down. You know, and um, yeah, went down, went over there, and I think I had, like hit him every single time. Bunch of bullet holes in him, huh? I mean, it wasn't like tore up bad. Like one was a little far back, but but one of the bullet holes was like, yeah, gang, like not yours, nasty. Not, locked up, you had could like see a, like you know you got. You shoot something and there's like fresh blood like dripping down the hair. It was like all wet under one of the wounds, like soaked. Like, it was like a, like a huge, a like three, matted, four inch, huge right? hole, like right in the front of the shoulder, like top of the like, top, like below the spine, but not anything like critical kind of shit. Yeah. It was like fucked a part of the shoulder up, but didn't hit the spine. But like obviously, just what we talked about earlier. Some fucking asshole shot this thing, didn't pursue it, and was just like, fuck it, I'll shoot another one. Yeah. Wait, <clears throat> I wonder, too, like, say there's 10,000 guys up there, how many rangefinders do you think there is? I could probably find a guys. whole bunch more. No, I'm saying, like... <laughs> the, not, so I heard someone found a rifle. <laughs> no one Jesus no one fucking Christ. ranges animals up there. They just fucking pull up the rifle and shoot. It's like, yeah. fucking no, bring a rangefinder. He was like, you know, that one guy was saying he'd seen... Guy Dude, shooting like, his camp was just on the other side of this ridge, and a guy was like, he went up to a guy and was like, "Do you realize you're shooting? Not only are you shooting 800 fucking yards at animals on a ridge line, 
but my fucking kids are on the other side of that ridge in a camp. Yeah. People just don't fucking care. It's bad. It's fucking ranger animal. Like, if you range it and it's fucking 400 yards. Don't shoot at skyline animals. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Especially on, yeah, hunts like that where you just, there's going to be people in every direction. There's going to be something behind your shot. Every single time. You have to make sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, people are fucking as bad as the animals up there. It's, you know, they just no fucking nothing to them. Like, yeah, I do, like I don't know where they all come from, where they go, but it's awful. It's bad. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it ended up it was a pretty fun day. Like, I mean, we saw obviously saw like our fair share of shit, but it was around us, like specifically. There right. Wasn't any- I would get up there to. I mean, my neighbors, the people that I talked to that left. After they watched those people with the dirt bikes, he's an older guy, and he was like, I knew they were out there. There's only way to, one way to come back. So he's like, it was a bunch of high school kids and their father. Two four-wheelers, one dirt bike. And this dude, the kid is pushing towards the other kid and the father or the kid's friend or whatever with, a fo- with the dirt bike. And he's like, so I was pissed off because... We had watched for two days before the season and knew that we were just going to go up there and shoot our caribou and go home. Instead, I have these assholes come in and start ripping around in there, driving animals all over the place to each other. So he's like, fuck it, we just left, came back, and I was like, they got to come out through here. So he came down, hears them coming, gets in the middle of the road, and he's like, stands there, tries to stop the kid on the dirt bike. Kid on the dirt bike fucking rips around him and then fucking rips it and fucking sprays gravel and shit all over the side of his motorhome. Fucking hits him with gravel and shit. And he's like, that fucking kid is lucky that I didn't have a gun in my hand. Oh, he's yeah. like, this is to fucking disrespect your elders, disrespect to fucking hunting, disrespect to everything that anybody has ever fucking taught you in your entire life. You just like shit it all right out the window. He's like... You can't beat up a fucking kid. You can't fucking. I mean, you can't. Anything but, you can have all if you want to end up in prison. He's yeah. like, we just like said, fuck it. Put all of our shit back in the RV. Turned around, laughed, and went back to town. Yeah. He's I, like, this is bull- total bullshit. Like, something has to happen. I'm pretty sure that hunt deters like 90% of like actual hunters from going up there. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone I talk to that's an actual hunter, that's a friend of mine, like, well, you couldn't fucking pay me to go up yeah. there right now. Yeah. Like, us, we'll all go up there a week later. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's a yeah. little mellow. Like, yeah. you won't see the it's crowd. It's still for, for me, for what I'm used yeah. to. It's, it's still Even awful. a week later, I was just like, yes. pew, 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 hearing yeah. all the shots, I was like, wow, this is not cool at yeah. all in my mind. But, yeah, everybody I talked to, yeah, I'm not fucking going up there. Like, let them have yeah. it, you know? And the worst part about it is, like, where we live and, like, the type of hunting and experience we can have. It's, like, it's, like, that shit's, like, worse than probably, like, freaking Michigan on opening day of rifle seat. Like, well, like is it, it, is it, though? Because I don't know. <laughs> what you hear about Michigan is, like, there's more people, more hunters embark into the woods of Michigan on the, first, like, opener of rifle season than our... Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, everything. Like, all of our military, there's more people, residents of Michigan, maybe embark but- on hunting in one fucking weekend, the opener of rifles. Don't, I like, this could be a little misconstrued, but I've read this shit somewhere, I thought, maybe, and maybe it's yeah. not right, but 
is more people are going out hunting and it's in one state than our entire yeah. military combined. It's a lot, but what does There's that look like? No it's like fucking, fucking Mad Max up there, you know, it, know. And that's just it. That's that's over an entire state. We're talking about like, and it's not like twenty square miles. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's not like this is a huge Everybody area. Goes to the same spot. Yeah. Yep. No, it's wild. Oh, he said that you couldn't even drive up the road. Like a lot of people had to turn around. They couldn't even. Their RVs were parked like so close together on the sides of the road that a lot of shit wouldn't even fit up the highway. Like to it's get a up highway. There. Like if I if I was a trooper and wanted to be an asshole, I'd just ride up there writing tickets. Like you ha- you cannot park, camp on the highway. Yeah, good way uh, to make a shit pile of money quick. It's. For the state. I mean, like, I thought it was bad a couple years ago when I went up in October, you know, and got 10 miles off the road, and there were still people everywhere, but, like, like, it's unfathomable. It was unreal this year. Yep. It won't be better next year unless something changes. Yeah. Like, it'll be exactly the same. Yeah, I hear you, man. So, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but hopefully someone can come up with, I mean, it's, like, we might as well not even have the hunt, you know. If that's going to be the alternative, well, it's like we need any more freaking bad press, all the waste. And well, when we were driving out of there, didn't it look like half a caribou, like just sitting just up sitting on that, up on like some ridge. knob, like next yeah. to the road? I yeah. don't know, but I like how you guys do podcasts. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking right, it is. Just some brewskis and bullshit. Well, why would you? Like, you got to just, like, shoot it straight, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. It's... People don't like liars. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just shoot people straight and be like, fuck it. If you don't like me, then go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> if you do, then let's hang out. Yeah, that's all the. <laughs> go find a G-rated podcast. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> yeah, kind of like, I well, mean, you can put on a filter. I can't. You can't. No, <laughs> no Frank can't. But, no. Uh, no, we're, yeah, another piss break and we're on something else that's probably enough about the 40 mile hunt anyway. yeah I, <laughs> that probably shit. probably had a rant in but no I'm yeah just... speaking of pe- people not liking you what well, someone texted me today like what's the uh what what's the average ages and rams you killed this guy no rule i was like did the math i'm like yeah like 9.2 or something like that and he's like oh good because i've been telling people 9.5 i'm like who have you been telling he's like well, like, the... He's like, I've been defending your ass all week. I'm like, from what? Yeah, from who? We're just out. like people pissed that I killed a seven year old ram this year. Fuck, like, who my... gives a fuck? You Mine know? was only six. Yeah, like, like it's and it's a it's a legal ram. Legal oh, that's anyway, just it. And, if it's legal, it's legal. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, yeah, no, like three or four different people have, have asked me. I'm like, who are these fuck? Like, you what's know, illegal like, is harassing hunters. Yeah, yeah like to you know. Well, I mean, there's not, you know, to like, it's people like, I think, and not to knock on, like, a lot of non-resident people listen to this podcast, nothing getting non-residents, but certain individuals, residents or non-residents that like, are like, oh, well, yeah, they're using that to say like, oh, you should only be able to, residents should be only be able to kill a sheep every four years or something like that. I'm like, I'm not taking sheep from you. Like, you're not going to go, you wouldn't have gone and killed this sheep next right. year if you well, it's it's about half and half from what I've looked at from the stats, like non-resident to resident, as yeah, far I mean, as sheep getting killed every year. So, what's what the fuck's the I difference? Don't know. It's just uh, 
like animals do weird shit to people. Like, I mean, I like sheep hunting. Like, if I get up there and like, oh, yep, that ram looks good to me right now. I'm gonna shoot his ass. You know, like mm-hmm. how like how dare I fill my legal limit of animals? Oh, you straight up said to me, you're just like you found them. You tell me which one you want to shoot. I don't give a fuck. The other one that's legal, I'm shooting. I don't any one of them. I don't care what it looks like. I want to. I want cheap meat in my freezer. Yeah, well, and that's kind of like the way, like this year, you know, because after trying with the bow last year, and it's like, obviously, oh, you know, and there's plenty of people like, oh, you're taking the recurve, which, you know, like everyone, like. Trust me, all you people cool... that were asking him to take his recurve, I was trying to yeah. get him to take his recurve, I too. <laughs> I tried hard and a lot to get him to take it, but. And I and, know, at the end. And I... honestly. If he had brought it this year, he could have. I probably would have killed that one. Killed that fucking ram easy as shit. It's always when you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny uh, how that shit works I didn't out. Know, like, and it was funny because this summer, I, I just found myself, like, I wasn't getting to, I was struggling with certain things, like, with my consistency and was just found, I, like, what it boiled down to is I found myself, like, stressing out big time about it. And I'm like, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. It, like, yep. I like so finally I just said screw it I'm just gonna we're just gonna go take a rifle whack a couple sheep and have a good time yeah we sure did <laughs> you know it doesn't I don't know like I don't oh, yeah. you know so if you're wondering what the average age of the ram I killed rams I've killed over the years it's 9.2 you can and, just ask me and I just figured out mine because this whole yep. conversation <laughs> came up before the podcast and I figured out I'm at 9.5. So, so what's be, what out of out of my fourteen and your seven nine point so we're probably at like nine point yeah something nine point three something three something yeah out of twenty one so that's not too freaking bad yeah I don't think that's well, a year I tell and you, a half older than would they tell you I was like well the last three years I've killed two tens and eleven year olds so I freaking earned a seven right exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> well, in case you're wondering, my average moose is like two and a half. So, <laughs> oh, dude, I won't. Well, I, had to, like, I so, kill, I kill so the this, first one that wanders into camp. So, so this brings, yeah, so this brings a smart up a, hunter. Yeah. yeah. Well, this brings up another thing because, like, that that's me as far as moose hunting. Like, I focused so much on sheep hunting over the years. I'm like, yeah, if it's brown, it's down, man. Like anything with antler, anything with nuts and antlers. Yeah, it's going shot. in the freezer. Yeah, and like. Uh, just random shit, man. Like it all, it seems like it all piles up at once. Like I put a picture of that caribou up, which was a little bull. I like, I didn't say nothing about him being wounded previously. Like who gives a shit? I would have shot, you know, I didn't know he's wounded. I shot him regardless, but you know, some freaking dude. Oh, you're a piece of shit. Just like, that's what they wrote. That was there. it. Um, yeah. I'm like, uh, why? And then like, it, nothing really made sense. And finally what I gathered was like the dude, like freaking, just talks shit to people who shoots animals smaller than he thinks they should. I'm like, well, that, I actually broke in the age because his picture is like a five is a five year old bighorn ram, and I'm like, well, so you shoot little like baby rams, and you're gonna give me shit about it? You know? I shoot nine and a half. You shoot fives, right? Suck Let's it, do some dude. averaging here. I'm like, uh, you know, I can't remember how it went, but like. I, I've got it screenshotted, of course. Well, that's I'm just like, awful. Like. No, it's just like like you're gonna like, and not that I would like, you know, whether your ram's four years old, if he's a legal ram, freaking he's good legal. for you. I would never say a 
fucking thing about it. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But you want to start talking shit to, and it's like what I gather. It's not just me about people who aren't just hunting for freaking horns to hang on the wall. Like, and when we were up there, I was like, the only reason I brought the freaking head out was to show my kids. Well, like, you were like, well, let's leave the head. And I was like, are you shitting me? You brought, you carried a fucking sheep hoof out of the fucking <laughs> mountains last year for Jed to have. You got a four wheeler. Strap that head on there. Your kid is gonna love that goddamn thing. Yeah. I was like, "There's no way you're leaving that thing laying there." You didn't even want to bring it. I was like, "No, no you're taking that." Jed yeah. wants that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Yeah. I, I but, well, and the dude like it was like, and it, there's someone jumped in there. Like the dude's from Calgary, and I, I emailed a couple people, and they're like, "Yeah, he's not the most stable." Doesn't seem to be the most stable individual, but oh, God. you know, like one guy's was like, oh, whiskey and Facebook don't mix, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, tried whatever. to backtrack. Oh, I was just joking. Well, you don't fucking like that's not how normal people joke. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't, you don't shit. say shit like that yeah. like, to people. You know, and it's not a matter of my feelings getting hurt. I don't give a shit. But yeah. if you're saying it to me, you're saying it to a bunch of other people and like, you know, some kid gets their first Carry. We were some person that just honestly could give two shits about antlers and wants meat to throw in the freezer. You have to like. I mean, you have to expect it though. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. You're in the business of like. Yeah, you're in your the social media. Like, yeah, you yeah. are in the light of like. There's a lot of people looking at what you do and like watching the pictures and all this shit. Like, there's going to be people like pissing on your popsicle stand. Oh yeah. And I mean, obviously, you take it very well and like well it, it rationally like in that case it's more and it was funny he's like oh mine aren't the only comments like well the other comments are from dudes i actually know and i know are like like right. a, we're joking yeah. together you know it's like yeah it's different this if isn't, it's your buddy this or... isn't the joke you know yeah. and a normal person if you know like if i said something freaking stupid that was taken the wrong way it's like okay uh, yeah sorry man like that was man i'm fucking anyway. so glad that i don't do that shit like, yeah, no I mean, Facebook, no internet, no fucking. <laughs> well, you're too damn old, doctor. I know. <laughs> like, I need my t- Could you guys get my typewriter? <laughs> Boy, like, like, honey, oh, I got. I almost got my, my ribbons on my typewriter. <laughs> all messed up. <laughs> I'm gonna need some more ink. <laughs> I go into the hunting season the same way every year. It's like I'm gonna knock down the first legal animal I can. If it's a trophy, it's a fucking trophy. Dude, you're an eater. I just fucking want to put something in the freezer. Exactly. You know? So it's all about... The first thing that Frank told me when I drew that DS tag was, tell me one thing right now. And I was like, what's that? He's like, the first legal ram you see, you're going to kill. And I was like, deal. He's like, all right, I'll tell you where to go. Yeah. And he's like, that's the only thing you got to tell me right now. He's like, you're not going to hold out for a monster. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. He's like, first legal ram you see, you're going to fucking kill it. And I was like deal all day but then like i was that. like but i'll tell you <laughs> but, but there, i'll tell but you there where is there's this this enormous ram ah i was within tickling distance of him oh. <laughs> unreal ah like, that's good, that just though. blew my mind in half that you were just like i found him i found the cheap that you well, sent me after i was like described oh him God, on the t he's like that's that's the one yeah I, I was pretty sure he died last year but now he's he's still in there yeah Oh, yeah. Unreal. But that's, you know, I think, I feel like that's the way it works, though, too. Like, when it comes to just being a hunter as far as, like, putting something in the freezer to yeah. to actually killing trophies. Like, 
seems like every three years when we're at the lake, pretty consistently somebody shoots a trophy moose. Yeah. And that's just ends up being the first moose that walks out. Like three years ago, Steve shot one that was 64 inches. Yeah. Six brows on one side, four on the other, thick Mm -hmm. palms. And what did it do? It did the exact same thing every other moose did. It walked into camp and we killed it. He killed it at 26 yards with the radio going, we're making breakfast. And the next two years we kill paddle bulls, you know, one I killed last year was like 27 inches, you know, it's like, all right, so this is the third year coming in 2020. Time for another. I'm feeling pretty good. Like first camp bull might be 65. Oh shit. I'm feeling pretty good about me and the doctor got, got a moose plan. I think Mm -hmm. I've heard just a scotch about this and it's going to take like maybe a year or two of like feeling or like. I'd be surprised if we don't kill two bulls. We got a logistical, like... Is it any bull in there? It's any bull, yeah. You think you put two moose in that fucking boat right there and bring them home? In, like, three trips, few trips, yeah. Three three trips, yeah. Yeah. What is that, 18 feet? 16. 16 with a 75 on the back? It's uh, uh, 40 at the jet. So it's 60-40? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I could probably buy myself... The moose got to go downstream. Uh, but you gotta have freeboard, Frank. No, <laughs> like, yeah, there's plenty, dude. I I seen that boat fucking run that ri- spilling over the fucking side with shit in it and just <laughs> like ripping upstream. Yeah, no, I think by myself I could fit. I could probably run a medium sized bull, the whole bull and me, just with bare minimum gas out. We got. I got a plan, dude. We. Oh, we, I. I we, yeah, this ain't, this yeah, ain't my no, first rodeo. Uh, I'm We're not thinking. saying. I'm not saying anything <laughs> like that. So uh, I shot one down in Minto a few years ago on that any bull. Yeah. And I had a 16 foot, um, just all weld. Yeah. And I was running a 60 40 jet on that, and two guys, our camp, and that moose, and that's all it wanted to do. Yeah. Going, all but that, a little heavy, like. And it was I, going up river too. Yeah. You know. And you guys are coming down, and that's a lot more river, so you got a lot more, you know, room yeah. to deal with. But that I'm just saying, you know, from my experience, what, yeah, what no, we could do. Well, it's what the I'm same thinking. as sheep hunting. You don't put more shit on your back than you can carry. Yeah, don't you put don't put more, put shit, more in. shit in your boat than it will carry, and you yeah. just like all it is. At the, I mean, moose hunting's gas. Yeah. yeah, you just put more gas in the fucking boat and go back and get the rest of the shit. You know, no, it'll be easy. Like. Oh, well. I'll kick you in the nuts or something (laughs) something like that. Podcast 87. (laughs) Just cursed it. It ain't ain't going to be easy. (laughs) What I was referring to. What I meant to say. What I was trying to do. The shuttling out of meat. I got a plan. Oh, I figured you probably did. I got a plan that involves a reefer van. Mm hmm. Not the reefer you're thinking about. Not that kind of reefer. <laughs> a fucking a refrigerated. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with a reefer? Like <laughs> now you've confused him. Hang on, not that reefer. <laughs> no, no, I got a plan for like. Uh, what we'll probably do is is one of us probably you know me or Frank will shuttle meat out. Oh, okay, I see. And have it stay somewhere. Someone pick it up. Okay. And Hang it for us, okay, and then come back, get our shit, and go. Okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. And you're taking a wheeler with you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which we'll have to come big, take another different trip after the season watch. to get the wheeler. It and might we'll be take just... the the wheeler and the canoe going a different boat, 
not that boat. Oh, you're taking two. To get there. No, well, we're going to take a trip with one boat to get a bunch of shit to where we're going. Okay. And then drop it off, leave it. Kill something. And then... No, no, no. Leave it. Come back here. Get a different boat. Go back up there. Hunt. No, my dad's boat. We're going to use my dad's boat to haul the wheel. He's got a bigger boat. Okay. To haul okay, the wheeler. Okay. Different boat to stuff. haul shit. Okay. Yeah. I see. And then, like, we can ferry meat and stuff out with my boat, and then we can take his boat back up. To it's get basically, the uh, which I was saying, it's I just a you. matter of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how much fuel. Yep. And moose hunting, all it is is just sitting there fucking calling, like, end of the season, just sit there and call, and one's going to show up. Yeah. And that's any bull, right? No, yeah, and it's mm-hmm. a good it's a good spot, too. Yeah. It's just going to take some development to, like, fine-tune, like, figure out what's what and... I've been hunting the same lake now for six, seven years. This will be eight. And the first four years I was in there, you'd see a bull across the lake, you'd freaking tear off, you know. We got a boat out there that we leave. Mm-hmm. We flew in it, you know. I think they flew that boat in there like 20 years ago. So we have a boat at the lake that stays there. So first four years I hunted it, you know, I just, oh, you see a moose. Oh, yeah, get on it, you know, freaking try and rally to the other side of the lake and Scare shit. Scare him. The best thing I've found in the last four years of us killing moose, just sit in camp and call and just wait for those moose to walk around the lake to you. <laughs> Canoes. works. Yep. Yeah. Canoes are yep. like the be all and end all. We got a trolling come. motor out there like, that works really good too. Like yeah, one of the mini Kodas or yep. whatever, like yep. battery op. Yep. Silence. But yeah. Just, just stay put, be quiet, like just yeah. lay low and do a lot of calling and they're going to come to where you want them to. Yeah. Last year I shot one. The first day I was there, like I flew out on a Friday, shot it Saturday morning in my boxers outside my tent, and it <laughs> freaking walked right into camp. Like just came up cruising around the lake, and I shot it. Had you been calling prior to? I like, called that night. Yep. Yeah. And then the next morning I was laying in the tent, and I could hear splashing, which I thought was in the lake, like right outside. But it turns out it was so calm and clear that moose was you can hear on the that chip for like a mile. It was yeah. it was on the total yeah. other side of the lake. Like, and then yeah. I got up. I'm like, "Fuck, he's right here," you know. So I just crawled out, and I'm like, "Where the fuck is he? Like, he's got to be right here. Nowhere to be seen." Pull the binos up, find him all the way across the lake, and it was really cool. Like, I could see his foot hit the water, and then like a second later, it would you know hit the you sound wave would hit that's you. awesome and it was like yeah buddy douche nice douche and i'm like oh shit he's that far away and i was like you know what i'm not gonna start the boat i'm not gonna get the motor going i'm not gonna move i'm like he's coming this way i'm just mm-hmm. gonna wait it out sure shit right 196 yards just showed up right in the cove right at camp dusted him I was like, that's, I think that's nice. a lot to moose hunting. It's like just mm-hmm. waiting them out. Like keep calling and let it's them. It's a lot to hunting in general is yeah. waiting animals out, what? seeing what yeah. they're How doing and sheep? being patient. How Walk many? it slow because you're tired. Just yep. you're not walking by sheep, mm-hmm. you know? That's what I told you. Like going yeah. in there to where you went sheep hunting, I was just like, don't, don't go fast, them. man. Don't walk by sheep. Like you could be a mile away from your vehicle and see the ram of your lifetime. Like, just go slow and pick the country apart. Yeah. I think that's all it is to <clears throat> And it's it. the same with anything. Like, just be patient. And, you know, I've killed six moose now. Been on ten of them. Ten hunts where we were successful. And it's like, fuck, you learn a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you guys, you know, killing this many sheep. Like, 
you can just you know like oh this is what we're gonna do this is what we should do this is what we're not gonna do and it's the same with moose hunting like don't go in there and get all fucking riled up and just push into their shit like fucking hang back fucking mm-hmm. call them out of that shit and just wait for them like make yeah a, make a lot of noise and let them fucking come see what you are mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's something I'm looking forward to. Do you uh, do you mouth call or do you um, I do you do, like r- rake with scapula I, or do you? I rake like, with uh, half, uh, just the end cut off of a quart oil jug. Yep, tied to stick. Right on. Yeah, I'll rake with that and then just straight cow call out of the nose and that's mm-hmm. it. Couple bull grunts here and there, but I've found being in any bull area, you drive I, off the any small bulls, the small bulls bull calling. That, that I want to kill. Yeah. So I just cow call and do a little light raking, yeah. but mostly cow calls, and that's it. Right. The only time I've ever called, I mean, I haven't gone moose hunting all that much, but fucking canoe paddles. As long yeah. as you got wooden canoe paddles, mm-hmm. they look like antlers to a moose, and they sound just like antlers, and you already have to have them if you have a canoe. Yeah. There's no sense in carrying any yeah. other shit with you. Yeah. And like, um, what's that one deal they sell in the store? It's like the fiberglass. Yeah, yeah, I fucking hate that thing, man. They don't sound right. It, it sounds like like I'm, I I like it a lot for calling because it'll magnify yeah. pretty good. But for you far can as just scraping, rip off some birch bark too. Yeah, and co- make quote, a cone in about ten seconds. But the way that thing sounds on the tree <laughs> is just so pingy and freaking open. It's like oh, I don't. Which is interesting. Yeah, I like I like a oil like a quart jug oil jug better. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, a scapula is hard to beat for like the it's like, perfect. purity of the sound. Was interesting was, was it in the Glasser book that he turned the bark, like a lot of people rip off birch bark to make their call <clears throat> and just roll it up with the white on the outside. But he turns it he around. flipped it to the inside yeah. because he thought it sounded better. Well, it's more, it would be more smooth that way. Yeah. That way. Well, no, actually, if he flips it around, it's going to have the white on the inside, like yeah. the exterior on the inside. So it's going to break that sound more. Probably yeah. Reverberates a little better. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of it with Moose is getting real guttural with it, like really... Making it, you know, fucking mean and nasty coming out of there. There's just so much shit, though. It's but like also, I've heard so many people are like, oh, splitting firewood, and the thing came I've right called, in. Like, I've you know? bull, little bulls into camp splitting firewood before. It's just so weird. Mm-hmm. That big one three years ago came in with the radio going. We were listening exactly. to the freaking football game, and he just walked his yeah. ass in. And also, I had an old-timer tell me, he's like, You'll never hear two cow moose that sound the same. He's like, don't ever that, feel afraid never. to call. He's like, yeah. however good your call or bad your call is, that's it's what gonna a sound moose, like a moose. Yeah, it could yeah. be. Who I'd, who knows what that moose sounds mm-hmm. like? It's like Second two people. That, like no, I've two heard. people sound the same. Yeah, exactly. Well, Stan Parkerson had said that you know he swore that some of them moose could recognize his his call, call. specifically. You know, he'd yeah. have whoever was like with him call too. I believe but it. But it makes sense. I mean, I've heard like some cow, I've heard like the. Like, oh, you're talking like they knew his call and they knew that it was no no good? Yeah. No shit. That, it seems like it, he'd told me that. Huh. But uh, like if he had been calling a bunch and they'd been hunting a bunch like that. Uh, like, well, because they're hunting the same area yeah, year after yeah. year after year. Like, oh, we know this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> this, guy, this cow was calling last year and my buddy fucking Roy got aced right over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, and I've heard cows that are, like, the prettiest, like, stereotypical cow, and I've heard some that sounded awful, mm-hmm. like, bad. Yeah. So, it's. Yeah, I think, yeah, just get out there and call. 
There's no other way around it, especially late in the season. Like, I don't call before the 15th. Yeah. And then after that, I call every fucking day. Like, hard in the morning, a little bit through mid-morning, stop, give it a good bout around noon, call real hard late afternoon, and then evening just fucking rip every fucking two, three minutes, just fucking ripping them off. Hmm. And it's I've had really good luck with it, you know, just... Nice. Yeah, well, Bellerin. I'm probably waiting, like, till you start, like, if you start hearing cows. Yeah. Like, I know last, like, last year... Do you ever hear them, or do you just call? Uh, once in a while, we'll hear one at the lake, but usually I just start ripping. Yeah. Yeah. But not, but not before a certain date, like... Right. 15th, I won't that call. That seems to be, yeah. like, standard operating procedure yep. is, like, wait to a certain cutoff time and yeah. then start calling. Yeah, yeah. I know... Stan had said that he like usually waits till either like the twelfth where they're at or till he starts hearing cows. Yeah, and you know before that, just like some light, some raking and stuff like that. So seems like we're at whenever we start seeing cows, though we're already seeing bulls. Like they're already oh. fucking got their snout up in them. Yeah, chasing them a little. So at that point, it's not doing any good unless he's going to push that cow Away. all the way to yeah. you to grab this cow too. You know, it's not going to help <clears throat> yeah. you out. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's all a fucking gamble. You just got to get out there. and. Right it's miles and miles and miles. I don't know right whether place, it was right Stan time. or who's the other guy that you had on here that um, guides for Stan. Jeff Coe. Talking about, like, nine miles or some shit like that that a bull can, like, was hearing. I don't know if that, that's the, yeah. exactly the numbers, but it was like. Oh, when conditions are right. Blew oh, my easy. mind how far that he was like, oh, yeah, this bull, I saw that one last night or whatever. And it was, I think, nine miles away or whatever the deal was the next day. Had, yeah. like, traveled that far to another call. Oh, I believe it all day. <clears throat> well, that one last year woke me up out of my tent a mile mm-hmm. away just splashing in the lake. Right, and so not I, even, yeah. like. Not doing hearing anything. calling or anything or like a that. I mean, noise, yeah. those antlers when they get that, you know, when they get in that like 40, mm-hmm. 50, 60 zone, it's just like megaphone. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. even you know, like you get a nice, like typical, like good moose hunting morning where it's just dead ass calm and cold. I mean, like I could freaking hear that one time when I was on the lake with Jeff. I could hear him. He was a mile over a mile away. I could hear him grunting, and I could hear the bull grunting. Yeah. Like, just plain as day. So, like, yeah, what can, yeah, it's like, I bet they can hear you from five, six, seven miles away if the conditions are right. Yeah. That's when it gets frustrating is when the wind starts, like, it gets windy and wet and nasty, yeah. and, like, you can't hear nothing. That's They can't, it, they can't hear anything too. either. Yeah. yeah. You it gets know? fun, though, too, yep. Get right up in them. Last year when I shot that one, the guy... We were hunting with another guy, and he was across the lake, and the lake's probably maybe three miles across, and when I shot it that morning, he said he fucking damn near shit himself getting up out of the tent, because it was that clear and cold <laughs> out. He said, those shots went off right outside my tent. Like, I thought you snuck huh. over here, <laughs> and you were shooting a moose right outside my tent, because huh. he, he's like, yeah, I jumped up. I was like, what the hell is going on? And Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's amazing how it carries. It's just unreal. Yeah, no, them freaking late September mornings are special. They sure are. When you wake up and there's a little bit of freaking, you know, ice on your jet boil and your pots and pans in the morning, mm-hmm. and you can smell it in the you're air. You're just like, oh, moose like, is going to oh, yeah. die this Today's morning. Today's the yeah. day. <laughs> when we were out at sheep camp, uh, that day we killed that sheep, Eric woke up that morning and was like, I don't know what it is, but 
today we're killing a sheep you know it's just sometimes you get that feeling the or whatever good feeling and about it like day three he's like i feel good about today he's like we're killing a sheep and sure as shit you know and then that was a wednesday and then we got up to the steez hunted all day tuesday i was like yeah we'll, we'll find one in the morning got up wednesday morning he's like it's Wednesday, man. We killed a sheep last Wednesday. He's like, nice. Wednesday's a good day right now. <laughs> About a week out on getting something <laughs> yep. fucking dead. He's like, let's kill something today. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, that's freaking... It's just... Time of year goes quick. It's changing fast. I mean, Fuck. even down here, I seen a little bull oh, down here the other day. and I mean, the grass is already starting to look pretty damn September-y. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe how what it looked like up the road. Like as soon as you got oh, over yeah. like uh, Cleary, yeah, it just started changing. I was like, yeah. "Oh shit, Bloody it's, yellow. It's, it's coming real quick, boys." Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, well yeah. anyway, yeah. I don't know. Do we have any more? Call it. Yeah. Hopefully we call can, it good. Uh, shit to talk. We can all go out and do some moose hunting and do this again here in another six weeks or something. Yeah, exactly. Talk about the nice bulls we shot. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, or we yeah, can talk about anything. Or we could, or we could drink beer and just yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds good to me. Well, man, Carl, thanks for coming over. It's been Tyler. Great. Thank you. It's been great it. to meet you finally. And uh, Doctor, I guess, as you're called on this podcast, <laughs> Doctor Frank. Doctor Frank. I've only known you as uh, Frank before this, but now Which, I'll uh, call you the Doctor. Yeah, we need to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah which i was telling frank I, I need to come up with like some t-shirts or something some kind of swag and i was thinking of picturing du- you know like the old like the old timey like uh elixir bottles or whatever that has like the portrait <laughs> like 1800 <laughs> portraits like take his face on there with a monocle like give him a monocle and like something like dr schultz approved or something <laughs> like that <laughs> oh, which at the end shit. of the the frontier little frontier commercial almost need to have like i'm, oh, a, I'm dr schultz and i approve this message faith was like <laughs> what we need is you to be like right at the end i was like holy shit that's oh, funny yeah. so well, we can we can make a new one here before too long but no cool. anyway thanks yeah. To, yeah thanks everybody for listening and uh appreciate it if you leave a good review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on and uh Definitely appreciate our Patreon supporters as well, and uh, and if you want to support the podcast yourself, you can do that at patreon.com slash tundertalk. It's been a while since I plugged that one. Happy, happy, happy hunting, everyone. Happy it's fall. It, fall is, is here. It's, it's like we're full-blown. It is. Oh, year. so much. I love fall. Everybody, yeah. have a good time. Be safe. Happy hunting. Yep. Awesome. Thank Game you. Game on.